Merry Christmas, you pieces of shit. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> oh, man. There's some, uh, when we talk about this movie, some of the intros at the beginning of uh, Scrooge. Very oh, yeah. my. We yeah. will get there. Yeah, we will get there. Um, You'll love it. All right. Uh, I'll do the thing, because you guys seem to like it. You know, there's more viewers now. Um, <clears throat> a curmudgeonly miser who lost his Christmas spirit came in encounters with three ghosts, bring it back. All this can only mean one thing. We're watching Scrooge in A Muppet's Christmas Carol on this episode of Retro vs. Remake. Retro vs. Remake! I'm Reggie Parker. I'm Dan Farley. And Merry Christmas, you pieces of you shit. pieces of fucking shit. <laughs> I hate you, but thank you for watching. Thank you for watching so much. And what I mean that, I mean that in the Scrooge sense of the word, mm -hmm. everybody deserves a Christmas, yeah. including pieces of shit. It, yo, that's a great point. Pieces yes. of shit deserve a Christmas. And uh, God bless us. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. So, in this episode... I almost like we talk about this off, off camera. Like I almost wish it was switched because uh, Scrooge is the earlier film, and Muppets Christmas Carol is the later film. But yes, in my head. Well, we're, we're just going on the Christmas Carol, and we're playing it in the two avenues that we like. Yeah, so true. It's not. You pick which one's the retro, which one's the remake. It yeah, doesn't matter. That's your call. You know a Christmas Carol. We all know a Christmas Carol. That's your call. So I'll do a quick little uh, breakdown here. Scrooge, 1988. American Christmas fantasy comedy, directed by Richard Donner, screenplay by Mitch Glazer, Michael O'Donoghue, uh, based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and starring Bill Murray, Karen Allen, John Forsythe, Bobcat Goldwave, Carol Kane, Robert Mitchum, Michael J. Pollard, and Alfre Woodard. Yep. The Muppet Christmas Carol, a 1992 American Christmas musical comedy drama film. There's too many things. Yes. Directed by, which I was pretty surprised when I saw this, but uh, I shouldn't have been because yeah. of the year. But Brian Henson. Brian Henson. Decent job, Brian. Yeah. Screen, Good job, man. Screenplay by Jerry Jewell, also based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, <clears throat> starring Michael Caine. Michael Caine. David Goas, Steve Whitmer, Jerry Nelson, Frank Oz, which pretty much covers almost all your Muppets, your, your Gonzos, your, yes. your Piggies, yes. your Kermits. It's like The Simpsons. There's five people. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you you may recall that A Christmas Carol, um, in prose, being a ghost story of Christmas, commonly known as A Christmas Carol, is a novella by Charles Dickens. It was first published in London by Chapman and Hall in 1843. Yes. And it holds the fuck up. It holds the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there are, We had so many options to yes. pick from. There's like... We were, we were going through uh, the... Uh, the Remakes of A Christmas yes. Carol. Yeah. We got there's a top ten they, remakes of A Christmas Carol. They, they really are. That's they really have been around a long time, and it's been able to be filmed for what fifty years? Oh yeah, sixty years. In the best part, and then after that, and then for a hundred years, it's been able to be filmed. Oh, we're good. In, in the best part is uh, 
the more of these I drink, the more I'm going to bring this up. By the uh, way, when you close that door right there, it looked like the Pulp Fiction scene. Like, da 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 That's a great scene. You'd be talking hillbilly boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Stop to give me evil. Back to a Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite Christmas Carol adaptations, which we certainly couldn't do for this show, is the Flintstones Christmas Carol. Yes. Which um, I think is a phenomenal. Yes. Uh, That's the part. The Flintstones are great, man. Yeah. Also, note to self: uh, first couple to ever be filmed in bed together mm. on, te on television. That's true. That's true. Anime usually breaks a lot of the ground. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. The first uh, queer kiss on television was from a hardly remembered animated show called Mission Hill. Mm. I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. Yeah, whatever. What's your first experience with these? Uh, I didn't even know. I was thinking about this. Yeah. Like, uh, what my first experience with this? It's got to be Scrooge McDuck, right? Scrooge McDuck. That's got to be my first experience. I think it is. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. I think I knew Scrooge McDuck before I knew Ebenezer Scrooge. That's fair. And it's the same guy. It's just one's a duck. It's the <laughs> same dude. Except yeah. he's not as much of a bastard. Which, again, goes to show you, we could have picked that. Yeah, we could have just picked DuckTales. Yeah. Um... But which one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, I prefer Muppets to Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah, generally. I don't know. Those, the, that, that, that's it's a tough. solid one. That's tough. It's a solid that, one. That branch of Disney, like the the DuckTales and Donald Duck, oh, yeah. that, I think, and a Goofy movie. Yeah. I might like that better than I like the I, Muppets. I love that they're like, yo, this is Scrooge McDuck, this works. Let's just keep that going. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's just do that. And I, so that's probably where I was, but I... I remember I saw the play, mm -hmm. and I had to be, re I was young, young, young. I must have been, like, second grade, sure. third grade, whatever it was. I remember, like, I was young enough that the Ghost of Christmas Future startled me. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was like, huh! Oh. Uh, and it was a great production. Like, mm -hmm. it was a really, it was, I, it was, it was at some college, and, you know, to me, it looked like it was high stakes right. like it was like oh my god it was but you know they have a budget they probably did a very good job but sure. i was blown away i thought it was really good it was actually i might have been at drew university you know who i think was in the play hmm. was christopher reeve's wife really yeah and she was I, I remember they had a q a and they that happened we were like yo that's superman's wife like we yeah. remember i was talking about hmm. but i i gotta say though i've this is my favorite of the christmas stories yeah any of it this yeah. is my favorite um well, besides Jingle All the Way, yeah, sure. Yeah, besides <laughs> Jingle All the Way, uh, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying, but that's that's more of like an all year round yeah, kind of movie. It's not, um, but no, this is. I think I I really do enjoy it. I like love every aspect of of the whole thing. So once I saw that, and then I Scrooge itself, um, the Bill Murray movie was my dad thought it was hilarious. Right. And I was a kid, kid he's, when it came out. And once I saw wrong. it, yeah, he would he turned it on and like. That was also one of those, like, why is my dad laughing? Right. I gotta see why this is funny. And then, as I just watch it progress, it's, and it's just hilarious. Like, I thought it was so funny the entire time. But uh, I guess, I guess I have to start with Scrooge McDuck. How about you? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's, like we said, there's so many iterations of this. I definitely remember a Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, like I said, I've, I've always had my, um, my favorites in, truly, I, I literally mean is that the Flintstones, Christmas Carol is my favorite one. Yeah. Um, probably because I've seen it the most. It was on Cartoon Network had a great Christmas lineup. You could watch the Smurfs Christmas Story. Pac-Man has a goddamn Christmas story. Yeah. And that's before you even get into the numerous Christmas Carols. Oh, yeah. There's a ton. But, uh, no, exactly what you were saying. As a kid, and I think um, 
I definitely watched a Muppet Christmas Carol like um, as a youth, but that thing of like it is kind of a dark story and it, it, it is, is scary yeah. for like a kid. Yeah, know? like people say when you're talking about like Christmas movies, like mm -hmm. people say like Die Hard is a movie. Like yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie and like Lethal Weapons. I personally yeah, why not? So, my argument is fucking the Christmas Carol's a ghost movie. It's a right. horror movie. Right. Like the whole thing is, hey, you're fucked up and now you're gonna burn in hell, man. Yeah. Like, that really is. That's really the premise. It's like you're fucked up. You're a piece of shit. You're a and piece you're of shit. And now you need to fucking fix this shit. Yeah. Or well, you're out. Well, you're out, <laughs> Scrooge. You're, well, you're gonna be out anyway. But like, he, even by today's standards, this guy's been dead for two hundred years. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then Scrooge. Um, I I definitely think I've seen him before, but like, um, I just you know I haven't watched it in such a long time that this is basically like a first watch for me. Oh man. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and it's definitely going in the, the rotation. Yeah, I watch it every year. Yeah, no, it's every year. That was, but I love this story so much uh, to the point I was watching. Uh, I, it was the other day. Uh, I was watching that. It's the Lifetime movie. Okay. I was watching it with my mom, and it's uh, Ghosts of Christmas Always. Okay. Wow. Let me tell you something. With, yes, it's from 2022. Okay. With Reginald Val Johnson is in it. Wow. Yes. Reginald Carl Johnson. Winslow Holy is shit. in it. He's the ghost of Christmas future? I, like I don't it. know. I don't think they ever got to it. Yeah. But, so it's, but the ghost of Christmas present is bringing this guy around and he's like fixing that, like, he kind of comes to the realization, and, but he's like falling in love with the ghost. I want, I, hmm. I didn't see the end That's of it, but I want to know what happens because yeah. it's clearly set up that these two have to be together, but she's dead. Yeah, I'm going to So watch I don't know, I don't know if you need to, but I'm, no, I, no, no, it was intriguing enough that I want to see the end of it. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I, I watch a lot of this yeah. kind of stuff. Like, um, this time of year, Especially like Netflix has its whole, yeah, uh, and Hulu. yeah, its whole slate. Like, um, uh, I think it's like the Christmas Princess or whatever. Like, there's yeah, there, there's like that series where there's like three movies now. Yeah, like, which it's like the Christmas Switch or something like that, where they like switch with a one person's just a, a chick from New York and the other one's like a queen. So they're, they're doing like a Parent Trap, yeah, like basically, Christmas, basically. So, oh, but they've done it goodness. like three times. Of course they did. They, um, we should do that. I just watched, uh, what the hell was it called? It, it was the number one movie on Netflix yes, as of yesterday, and it was like, um, it's fucking cats. Um, it was like a Christmas Noel or something like that, and it was like, this author meets this woman who, um, was trying to find her birth mother, and there was a whole connection with that's her father. And it, it, gar garbage for me, like, and that's what it's all that's, about. That's what it's all about. And, like... I think that's why Christmas Carol works so much because the story was written so well. Yeah, by Mr. Dickens that like and it, it appeals to so many aspects of yeah. of uh, of your life. I mean that you could relate to someone from 1840. Mm -hmm. Of I mean you're talking about love lost. You're talking about yeah. forgotten chances. All of us, everyone's filled. Every human is filled with that. Of yeah. What's to come? What could you have done different? What's totally. been, it, what can you do now? Who's talking about you? Yep, and that hopeful thing of like, you can fix it. You can fix it. You can do something different. Put yeah. a little love in your heart. Put a little love in your heart. I think um, one of the movies we opted out of watching, I believe, was the 38 film. Yes, the 1938 film. And uh, apparently, because like coming out of the Great Depression, like audiences felt connected to that Victorian era Dickens, yes. like Dickensian dystopia. Dickensian. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like, look, at the end of the day, we've all experienced this tale in 
Yeah. Many times, I don't. Yeah, I've been visited of it by ghosts thousands of times. All the time, three a night. Yeah, yeah. I pick up no these, problem. These mushroom caps, and I start seeing yeah. things. You know, yeah, it's like Dan Farley's uh, Easter Carol. Yeah. Like, oh my God, one was a bunny, one was Christ, another was just incredible. some guy. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and because because of that, I think um, I'm just gonna hit a synopsis just off okay. the top. You know, go ahead. And if you want to add anything, I take will. Anything out, feel free. I'll add it in. <clears throat> So uh, our characters have different names, so I'm not going yes. to to uh, name them per se. But <clears throat> a curmudgeonly miser is a real bastard to all the people real around him. Uh, his family, his his workers, employees, I guess. Yes. Um, pretty much everyone. He hates Christmas. Thinks that it's a frivolous holiday. And uh, this is a fraud. A fraud. He's got no time for it. He's only got time for business. Yes. <clears throat> this. Behavior, his, his yeah. personality, um, it puts people off of him. And in this particular case, it's time for him to learn a lesson. Yes. And how do you teach someone a lesson? Uh, you have three ghosts visit him. Exactly four. Well, yeah. First, you get your ex, uh, your friend, his friend, friend, coworker, employee. Yeah. And like business partner. Yeah, business partner. Which is hilarious in both films. Yes. Uh, uh, you know this is. It's a great intro, right? To yes. have uh, the Marleys or... Uh, to let you know it's real. Yeah. Like, that's great. To have someone that you actually know, that you have a connection to, be like, hey, by the way, some crazy shit's about to happen. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> and uh, be ready. And uh, he's not ready. You he's know? not ready. Well, how could you be? Yeah. A ghost comes by, he says, hey, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. And, and now you're going back to the, the 50s or the 1840s. Who knows where they yeah. are? And um, uh, you learn... How the events of your past shape the man that you are today. Yes. So then, of course, you need a ghost of Christmas present. It's going to show you how your behavior today is affecting those around you. And, uh, yeah, how much of a bastard you are. Yeah. And if you don't change, I got one more ghost for you. Yeah. It's a ghost of Christmas future. And you might be staring at your own grave. Yeah. But, I mean, that's one of those things. It's, it's the staring at your own grave, you might not ha be able to change that at all. Sure. But, you know, you could make the time that's, like, that. that's not going to matter either way how much money you had. Like, you see what happened? They're just going to rip your shit yeah. apart. Yeah. Like, and uh, the, uh, the, the Mickey Christmas Carol, which we didn't watch, but, like, yes. uh, the Bluto character playing the Ghost of Christmas Future said, you're the richest man in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Richest man in the you cemetery. You can't take it with you. you that's can't. what I was told. You can't but you can. Because you could be buried with it. That's right. Yep. You start LLC, I'm sure you can figure it out. Yes, I'm sure. They got they got Wi-Fi in heaven, I can manage it. Totally. In heaven. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> in both films, actually, uh, there's there's a nice little side, side plot, but it's obviously part of the entire story, where one of his uh, current employees, yeah, maybe current, depends on what happens in the film, um, we see a slice of their family life and how yeah. Scrooge has affected them, and uh, it comes all full circle. Yes, just, and each with a... How should I say, handicapped son? Yes, yes. There's a uh, in both. Yes, there's a son that's differently able. Differently abled. Um, I guess a, maybe handicapped is yeah, not okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't I know. Handicapped still. Yeah, because see, because the parking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's just a distinction. Although that kid, I don't know if that the kid in Scrooge would get any I don't parking think pass. So. No, no, I he think he wouldn't get anything. He looks fine. I think his family could just be nicer to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just PTSD'd out, bro. Yeah. There's a fucking tree over here. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tree. Poor bastard. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess we could start it off. Yeah. Let's so go. That's that's that. Yeah, that's the intro for you. Ah, uh, that's 
So, I do enjoy these though. Yeah. So I mean, you can't have a Christmas Carol without Ebenezer Scrooge or someone standing in the place of yes. Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, and in this, in Scrooge's case, would be Frank Cross. That's right. In the 1988 film Scrooge, Bill Murray, Bill Murray plays Frank Cross. It is important to remember the true meaning of Christmas. And in 1992, we have Michael Kine. We have Michael Kine playing Ebenezer Scrooge. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? So, by the way, that's my shortest impression ever. I can't do anything Michael else. Kine. Just Michael Kine. So that's it. I didn't tell you this off screen, but there have been several Michael Kane uh, properties that we've done. Really? Film, and I am I like, I'm the Michael Caine guy oh, okay. on the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I like uh, it. Alfie, Italian Job. Yes. Um, damn, there's, there's so much more. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I'm missing a few, but like, yeah. Jaws we, the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge of the Revenge. <laughs> so we, we could do Batman. We could. We certainly can. But yeah, I'm a huge Michael Caine fan. Yeah, I love Michael Caine. And I think he's phenomenal in this. Yeah. So, although... Uh, sequentially, like, The Muppet Christmas Carol comes out later. I kind of want to lead off of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the Christmas Carol. That's yes. so much more closer to the, the real, other than the Muppet singing. Yes. But. Um, yeah, other than the Muppet singing, like. And then they add Gonzo as Charles Dickens narrating it. So, this so. is, a, this is, a, exactly, this is a great way to come into that, is that the Muppet film has chosen good little dude. Oh, cat man, it's Tiny Tim over there. Yeah, literally <laughs> Tiny Tim over here. <laughs> he really is. Um, that poor cat. <laughs> the 1992 film. You don't get more views. This cat's not gonna make it. Yeah, you gotta watch this, or or this. We're guy. not gonna hurt him. This little Christmas miracle <laughs> needs you to watch our our podcast, please. <laughs> oh, man. Merry uh, Christmas, little guy. So With your help, it could be. It could be. In the arms of an angel. For just 10 cents a day. <laughs> and a lot more, actually. You should give me more money than that. Um, so, what's great about the 92 film is that, surprisingly, it goes full Charles Dickens, yes. like, Victorian um, period piece film with this, like, Muppet backdrop. Yes. And Michael Caine is playing it Straight. Straight. He's not like, winking at the he, camera at all. He's he, screwed. He could be talking to a pig, and yeah. he's acting like it is uh, Bob screwed. Crockett's wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive, actually, that Michael Caine is able to do that, to like have this very earnest, literal interpretation yes. of Scrooge. And that's like part of, uh, I think his deal was, to like, sign on to do the movie. Mm -hmm. He was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm not winking at the camera. And he was talking to like Frank show. Oz and uh, and Brian Henson. They were yeah. like, and Jim Henson at the time he was still alive. Sure. And he was like, yes, yeah, perfect. Don't, don't. Wink. But it it also opens up with a dedication to Jim Henson immediately. It's the first thing that happened yeah. after Jim Henson died. Mm, yeah. So which is uh, just wild, you know. But yes. like, you know, Brian Henson carried on the tradition. Yo. I think that it was very competent. On yeah, it's great. Everything they did here, like I loved the. Lead off with Gonzo, the popular blue Muppet, being Charles Dickens. Yes, you he's know, great. With uh, Ratso Rizzo, the, the rat. Ratso Rizzo, the rat. I love the. There's with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? 
There. When? Now. It's a dynamic of them two. Oh, oh great. We should go with them as hot for Halloween. We really should. Like, um, even though you get, uh, they play the Marleys, but, uh, Sattler and Wardlow? Sattler and Wardlow, who are a great combination. Which is also a great uh, set because Jim Henson, and there was another guy, I can't remember who did it, but mm -hmm. he was another uh, big Muppet guy. They both, they did the voices of them too, and they both died. Yeah. So that's why they're the two. Wow. Shows. That's really, that's Instead really of Because in the book, it's just one. Right. And in Scrooge, it's just one guy. It's, it was uh, Jacob Marley, which, by the way, is mm -hmm. such a great joke yeah. for that his name is Robert Marley. Yeah. Robert Bob Barley. <laughs> that's like one of those who's like, that's for your dad. Yeah. Or your mom. You'll get it. So good. So good. Like if you're in the, you just see like the dad looks and they're like, ha! Yeah. But Bob Marley. Michael Caine, um, you know, older, like Michael Caine, even in 92, he's getting, getting up there. So yeah. like, he plays like your more traditional, older Scrooge. Yeah. Um, again, still like, it's modernized, but they still have some, like, almost Victorian mannerisms oh. in the speech and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's it's modernized because they're Muppets, right. but that's really it. That really that's is. Really, and then they make some references to stuff. Yeah. That's about it. In, like, they don't... in a film where, like, the Muppet references could be too much, Michael Caine's grounding figure lets it all... Yes, work. and I yeah I think that the way they they sprinkle it in I think it's so good yeah yeah I think that they the way they it's perfect even the songs because the, the songs aren't like stupid either no it's not no. like it's like it's pretty good and the Muppets traditionally have had pretty good like music that feels like deeper than probably should be like uh, the Rainbow Connection for instance like yeah the Kermit song um, yeah I, I felt that the songs in this movie worked they didn't feel like over no. the top like they were really well paced no. Um, and I, I also, like, granted, I'm, I feel, I, yeah, they're funny, but also, I thought, like, when they're, like, in the, even in the opening scene, he's like, I'm Charles Dickens, and I'm here to tell you the tale of, uh, of, Charles, of A Christmas Carol, and he's like, and I'm Ratso Rizzo, and I'm here for the food. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, a cut into it, that it's, like, it's the perfect amount of silliness. Yes. And not only that, but the, it's, I feel weird saying it's about Muppets, okay. but it's the perfect casting of Muppets. Like, it is. It's always Kermit that is always the... Don't get me wrong, I love Kermit the Frog. But he's, um... They had, um... He's not the central character. Right. He's not. He's the, he's the guy on the side. Yes. He's, he's Bob Cratchit. But and what's great about Kermit in, the, in this particular movie as well is that Kermit is, like, also playing straight. Yes. You know? Exactly, yeah, he's not doing like, like running around. <laughs> you don't get the, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, by the way, my, my favorite thing in Muppets. Steve Whitmer, by the way, uh, Kermit the Frog. Yes. Can you please, Mr. Scrooge? The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. Hey, Bob Kermit. And he would, that was the first thing that he did as Kermit, because Jim Henson also used to always yes. do Kermit. And uh, Dave Goals was Gonzo in this uh, particular yes. film. Um, oh, and Bob, ooh, little cats. Little cats moving the camera. Well, guys, you've ruined the podcast. No, oh, kidding. these cats. These cats. These eyes uh, are thanks. crying. Alright, go ahead, man. Sorry. But, no, just that, uh, I, I just think it's, but the casting job that they do, even like Miss Piggy, like, she's not punching like Kermit. Not she's much, not like, yeah, like yeah. but not really. Even no, no, I don't no, think I she think, does. I think you're right. She does not punch Kermit. Yeah. She has some good lines about Scrooge, like her being mad at Scrooge is kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, when he shows up on Christmas Day. But I guess, 
Maybe we should take it from the, the from the rip, right? Yeah. Like a, his intro. Okay. So one um, as we do the intro, the intro for, for both for sure. So um, I do want to say that the point that you made about um, that intro with Gonzo. Yes. And, and it also rip. supplies like a Greek chorus. You know what I mean? Yes. They they are. A constant Greek chorus. Okay, play it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're watching Reggie's cat right yeah, now. Yeah, the cats are a source of entertainment right now. Yeah. Um, it's a Greek chorus, but also that tone setting of Gonzo's I'm Charles Dickens. Yeah, like, I'm we, Charles Dickens. I'm not Gonzo. I'm not Gonzo. I'm Charles Dickens. And Rizzo kind of like keeping that Muppet universe going and being like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's like, I'm eating this food. It's like, yeah, the apples are going bad. Yeah, like that set the tone right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, in this case, the Scrooge intro, like you're mentioning with uh, Michael Caine, we come right into him, like, in his uh, office. Yeah. He's, well, uh... Well, him walking down the street. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you want to take that then? Since, okay. Uh, he he comes walking. Like, so when you're first introduced to Scrooge, you're, you're hurt. You, they tell you about Scrooge beforehand. Yeah. They're like, right. this piece of whatever, this guy, this miser, this the cruelest guy that mm -hmm. I've known, and he comes walking by, and everyone sees him coming, and then here he is. And yeah. it's like, oh, God, this guy's here. Oh, God. And then he walks in, and everyone's like, oh, God, into his freezing cold office yep. because he doesn't want to put the heat on. He doesn't want to pay for the coal. He doesn't want to pay for the coal for the heat. So he comes in, and then he, you're immediately, the, the way, it's such, a, it's such a way that, a great thing, the way people, um, it's just that uh, the, it's interesting because they talk about him as a character. Mm -hmm. And then he shows up. So they, so they build you up to let you know, right. this is what this guy is. So he doesn't have to do much other than walk. Right. So it's like this piece of garbage, this this maniac, this miser, this cruel, cruel person comes walking in. And then he comes walking in like, Ugh. And like he just comes down with his head down. And it's so much more ominous. It's almost yeah. like, I, it's, I'm trying to think of a character that's relatable to that. Like, I want to say it's kind of like Darth Vader. So, somewhat, you know. But it's not quite like that. Because no one's talking about Darth Vader before he shows up. Right. You know, it's, um, I don't know. I can't think of a, a great comparison in my head right now. I'm sure I'm there's like think. other musicals that kind of do this. But like, that is the power of this being a musical. Yeah. The first, Well, there's an overture and then this, this song, Scrooge, which is done by the entire Muppet cast. Yeah. And um, again, that great universe building of we're going through this set. Yes. Um, that's great, by the way. Because oh it's God. like, it's it's like puppet. It's like a puppet town, but a realistic puppet yes. town. Yes. Like I don't know. It's almost like you could live in the puppet town. Right. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. Like you could live in this puppet town. You could see yourself like like it feels fully realized. Yes. The whole thing like it's all of it is not half-assed, which I think is really good. Like it's like no, we're really making a movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's. You could easily mail it in. I feel like today it would be like, well, it's a Muppet movie. It's for kids. But it's like, no, let's put... If you're going to do something, go the full nine, you know? Like, try it. No, and I mean, they really... They, they really, really do. do. And just from the intro. And and then, like... I, I, when they you get introduced to them... Like, in the book and all that stuff and all the other iterations, there's no one else that works for him. It's just... Right. It's just uh, Bob Cratchit. Right. So he gets there and he's like... Like, hey, can I have off tomorrow? No. Yeah. You know, like, everyone else is like, oh, we can have all, oh, but he's got all the rats working right. there. Which fun. is so funny. It's funny. It, it's funny. It, 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 like, cuts, but even that, it's, it's no, giving him more to be cruel to. Yes. Giving him more, like, having more people there 
not running the cold, yeah, not giving the day off, and then like the even in the scene where he's being cruel and and you know miserly as he is, um, you get the comedic element of the little rats, the little rats, yeah, who are like that are all oh, the frogs' idea, yeah, it's the frogs' idea, <laughs> yeah, it's the frog. <laughs> idiot, and that that's another great like thing about these films is that like the frog is being referenced, like yeah, that he's a frog, right? Because like to to Scrooge. It's just Bob Crack. Yeah. You know, but the wink and the nod of, that's Kermit the Frog. That's Kermit yeah. the Frog. Yeah, no, that's really fun. And, um, Plus, I think he's just dressed so smartly. Yeah. You know, he just, he's got a good look to him. And I'm not going to lie, like, having Kermit play a straight man, too, actually works really well in this film because, like, I, I think that Kermit is doing a good job. No, I think he's a good, <laughs> a, a good actor. Of, like, moving the plot along, showing... This dichotomy between Scrooge's cruelty and Crackett's like earnest, like yeah, you know, even though Scrooge is mean to me, it's like, like hey, he's still giving me a job, yeah, like and God bless him for that. And you know, it's consistent because it, it's you know it is a Christmas Carol. It's consistent when he like goes home to his wife and he's like, and a, and a cheers to Scrooge too. And, like no yeah. one wants to cheer Scrooge. Yes, and Crackett's being screwed over, like he's not making enough money, um, and, but like there's still that that. Spirit of generosity of Christmas. Yeah, that he's Bob Cra from Bob Cratchit. Yeah, I agree. But and then on the other hand, the mm -hmm. intro. Yes. For Scrooge. Let's talk about that. The oh, this dude. This still makes me it laugh the entire time. So funny. It's so funny. So the funny. night the reindeer died. Yeah. <laughs> with the million dollar <laughs> the man. Million dollar, with the, yeah, the six million dollar man. And it comes in, Lee Majors! These terrorists invading the North Pole, like shooting machine guns, and looking like a scene out of the Lethal Weapon. Then he comes in in the snowmobile, like, oh, we'll get it, Santa, don't worry. It's the funniest fucking thing in the world. Like, yeah. And everyone knows that he's Lee Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Which even, it's even a better joke today, because it's like, who the fuck is Lee Majors? Like, you don't give a shit. There's so many, yeah, it is a better and joke. And they, they even reference... Because also, he's not the $6 million man. Mm -hmm. He's Lee Majors. It's <laughs> the actor. Not, not even like... Right, right. It's He's playing the actor that shows up, and they're like, they reference, it's the $6 million man's here. It's so good. Like, Because yeah. at first, you know, it does that thing that movies do, where it's like, tonally, you see Santa, and he's kind of doing regular Santa stuff. Yeah. And then... Missile, <laughs> <guy. laughs> <laughs> it's like just dudes with AKs and shit. And Santa's like, Santa's strapped, he's ready to go. <laughs> he's ready to go. He's like, Who? <laughs> it's Lee Majors, the six million dollar band. Santa, is there a back way out of this place? Of course, there is, Lee, but this is one Santa that's going out the front door. <laughs> um, but like, that the is, night the reindeer died, <laughs> yeah. that's the best name. It's so the oh. the most similar reference, if you want to go back and watch the Retro vs. Remake episode that starts similar to this, if you go back and watch the remake of the Stepford Wives, okay. they have a lineup of like reality TV shows that, oh. that are part of it. And like this this fictional IBC network. The IBC? You'll love it. Like, I, I post most years on yeah. on uh, on my uh, Instagram. It's just the picture of just the wreath, and it yes. says like "You'll Y U L E." You love it. It's so good. But Robert Goulet's Robert Goulet's Cajun Christmas, dude. Like the references are so uh, funny. I it's so funny that 
you have no idea too. Like it went on uh, when it got to like the Robert Goulet mm -hmm. thing. Like I kind of forgot about it, and there was this period. This for the older people watching this, you'll remember, and you might remember. I don't know if you remember this, but mm -hmm. the uh, Will Ferrell SNL yes, character of Robert Goulet, which was basically Ron Burgundy before Ron Burgundy, yep. but he was Robert Goulet, who was you know a crooner and a Broadway singer and all this stuff. And he always had like sunglasses, like those shitty yellow sunglasses yeah. that had like that were half like fogged. And he would sing, and like that first one he did, I think was he was singing rap songs. Yes, and when and I, and I got <laughs> I got obsessed with that, it, and I would do the voice all the time, all the Robert time. Robert and I would constantly Goulet, and whenever I like we do shots, I'd be like Goulet, and then it got. To the point that one night we were messing around with a video camera, yeah. and I, I we were we I was blackout drunk, and I was passed out on my couch, yeah. and then um, uh, someone left my apartment and closed the door, yeah. and the door closing blacked out, mind yeah. you. The door closing woke me up to go Goulet, <laughs> and then right back down. That's and right, when I saw that, I was like, I have a problem. That, I need to stop doing this rubber Goulet thing. That I can't hilarious. do this anymore. So when I saw that, that always. Like the, oh, he's going through the boat, through the swamps of Louisiana. So Cajun funny. Christmas. So funny. And then he comes in and he's like, that's terrible. Yeah. Then you get introduced to Frank Cross. He's yeah. like, wow, did that suck? That That is like the best part. Like, you know, the Muppet film has the benefit of, we're singing about Frank Cross. Like here, you just, you just see him. You just see him sitting action. there like mid-meeting. And then, and he like, he opens the drawer and it has the mirror so he yeah. can look at his own face. Yeah. <laughs> like, just say like, what face might I use this one? That is turn, like yelling at them. It, it's such a fun intro. Oh. And then like, uh, cause when he, when he says it's terrible, cause they do the lineup of like, um, you know, the day the reindeer died, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the Bob Goulet Christmas and then the Scrooge. Yeah. That, that they don't call it a Christmas call, they just call it Scrooge. Right, so like that um, that sort of internal reference. Like yes. Pulling back, they're like, Scrooge is the the network television event yes. that they're trying to do. It's also the title of our film. The title so of the film. Know, kinda, it's not a fourth wall thing, but I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely meta. I yeah. mean, it's a reference. Meta it's sure. a wink. Yeah. You know, it's a wink to the whole thing. With Mary Lou Redden. Mary Lou Redden as Tiny Tim. Tim. Which is... Which is such a great reference. It's to, that's like you gotta re remember who that is. Right. Like I barely remember who Correct. that is, and it's just. But you get mm -hmm. also you see what she does immediately. Yeah. She with does the, the flip with the crutches. Yeah, with the crutches and comes <laughs> off the. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> after like doing flips, it's just, <laughs> just such a stupid idea. But like <laughs> that, that comedy comes through immediately through which a very smart thing of universe building to just say this is the type of show that would be on this network this network and this is the guy who would be putting yes, on this show this, uh, but then this is the guy also then he was like no run the news yeah. spots and yeah. it shows oh my god listen so i don't know if it makes anything that we've watched has made me laugh harder it that is like Highway murder. It's the person driving. The guy just pulls out a shotgun and blows off the wound. 
<laughs> but it focuses on the barrels and just the shock. Dude, that right there, and then the plane taking one, like, international terrorism. <laughs> and the plane just explodes. International terrorism. Freeway killers. Now, then, like, uh, like, drug, <laughs> drug addiction. The guy's, like, all junky now. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And then, like, now, is it, and he's, like, mouthing along with the words, and you yeah. just see the shat, the light of the, yeah. of the TV screen. It's so oh, it's so funny. And, like, it's that's, he's, like, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one we got. He's, like, they gotta be terrified to miss this. And, um, Bobcat's character. And Bobcat Gulfway. Bobcat, and then, so we had Kermit as, uh, <laughs> It's Bob Cratchit. As Bob Cratchit. But he's not really Bob Cratchit, though. He No, he's not. I guess it would actually be, um... What's her face? Uh, she, uh, what's her... I, is it Wendy? Grace. 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 Grace! Yeah. So, Alfre Woodard is Grace yeah. uh, Cooley. He's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. So, Kermit... I would say uh, his one-to-one -one yes. is uh, Alfre Woodard as Grace Cooley. Yes. He's just kind of an emphasis on how much of a bastard he is. I think so. But like, you know what he would be? He would be more like the... Oh, I don't know. I was going to say the charity guys, but he's not really he's not the, the charity, charity guys. guys. I, th I think he is like an added emphasis. Yeah, he's just a, he's a bonus. And you get, you get like the running joke of... Uh, of how his day keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. So just to bring that in. Elliot Loudermilk. Yep. Elliot Loudermilk, Bobcat Goldwave, um, who in this moment like speaks up and says, this is, you can't do this. <laughs> you can't like, do this. You know, this is going to scare people. This isn't the spirit of Christmas. And uh, immediately like, the first thing Frank does. Like, as soon as he walks out the door, fires him. Fire. And someone's like, well, it's Christmas Eve. It's like, good save. <laughs> good, good save. Cancel his bonus. <laughs> so... So funny. And then he gets a, and then literally like gets the telescope yeah. in his office to look out the window to see security <laughs> kicking him out of the building. With, a, by the way, giving him his shit yeah. so that he doesn't steal anything. Like, so good. He's out the door already. He can't go back into the office. It's okay. Give me one second. Okay. Since these cats are going. But it's so funny though. Like yeah. he boots him out immediately and. I, it's just like an emphasis. There are few people mm -hmm. that do, like, a It's very difficult to be a complete asshole. Yes. And be so funny yes. at the same time. And Bill Murray might do it better than anyone. He pulls it off. Like, he really does. Like, he is such... He could do it, like, he could... He could also be a creep and do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he could no. also... Like, this and, like, Groundhog Day... Specifically, like he's such a bastard. Right. But it's so funny because it's so over the top. Yeah. Like another thing, another great scene is like when he, the woman with all the packages, mm -hmm. he's, uh, who's waiting for the cab and she's getting in the cab. And he's like, oh, great. Uh, you dropped uh, you dropped the package over there, miss. And, she, yeah. and she's like, oh, oh. And he immediately steals the cab. Like, he's a multi-millionaire. Yes. He doesn't need to steal her cab. But he, like, enjoys doing it. And, like, taunting her, like, bye-bye, Grandma. Bye-bye. <laughs> Th that, like, character portrayal, just seeing him doing all these bad things. Yes. But, like, you're, you're right. Because it's Bill Murray, it's very funny the way that he's doing it. Yeah. And, um... As, as bad as he can be, because, like, this movie, I think, leans into 
some of the darker themes. Yes. Um, because it's a more adult, more modernized version. It is. Yeah, it's definitely not for kids. Also, the brilliance, because uh, we are kind of like dancing around this, but the brilliance of making him a TV executive. Yes, exactly. So. It's so good. So good, because like it, it is kind of referencing that time period, like late 80s, early 90s. Like That's a very powerful Reed person. Reed is good. Yes. You know, that type Reed is of, good, and he's also the youngest. Yes. Whereas like, I mean, Scrooge is an old man. Yes. Well, that that's the advantage of Frank Cross too, which we'll get to, um, um, is that in the Muppet film, because it's like more in line with the novel, um, the like the old love, like that's not really like we're not considering, you know, getting back with like, no, not at all. The uh, the ex lover, like but, she might like she might as well be dead, right? You don't know exactly, but like in this case, and it. Gets played out somewhat in Scrooge. In this case, he's young enough that he can get back yeah. with her. So, like, that's part of potentially this redemption arc. Yes. Um, and I, I do like that we're getting this. He's not Ebenezer, like in name, but like in obviously in practice, he is Ebenezer Scrooge, yes. effectively Frank Cross. But like, I like that there's the ability to um, have him still. Passions up with it. Yes. And then also... It has his own flavor. Yeah, exactly. And then also it's... She... He's also... You get the, the miser from him because he has like a, an assistant, Grace, yeah. who he's making work on Christmas Eve right. and Christmas Day because he's got to right. work. If I can't... If I can't... If, if I can't work late, then I can't work. If you can't, can't work, work late, then I, I can't, can't work, work late. Yeah. And if I can't work late, I can't work late! <laughs> yeah. Um... He's like, but, but but I made the appointment six months ago. I care! <laughs> Which I think is so funny. His answer, I care! Um, and then just the... At, but then you see him do the same thing. The difference is he doesn't give her off. He, like, right. Scrooge gives him off. Right. Begrudgingly gives them off. Which, which, it's like almost... I don't know. It's almost like there's there's something to that. No, I, it's, I it's, it's like a, a potential... It's almost like it's like the, the, the door is cracked. Yeah, it's like like yeah the uh, the pl blade of grass that grows through mm -hmm. the crack. Yeah. It's like it's something right. that he's yes he's not he's not paying them right, but he's also not making them work. Mm -hmm. And he tried to, but then they're like he was like I don't come on we should have Bob Cratchit. It, Bob made enough good points. He was like hey look you know you got to burn coal which yeah. is expensive. Everyone else is closed, so there's no one for you to like, yeah. There's no one to do business with. And, and you know Scrooge was like okay. He, he's kind of like a man of reason, I guess, in that sense. Yes. He's like, okay, like, yeah, I do want you guys here, but also, fuck it. Versus, like, Cross, who's just only concerned about himself. Yes. Only wants to know, how do I make my Excuse next me. move? And um, it doesn't matter who goes down. No, it doesn't. As long as I'm getting ahead. As long as I'm going, getting ahead. And, like, the whole thing is, everyone's, he's making right. everyone work on, on Christmas because they have to put on this live performance, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. live show. On Christmas, right. so no matter what, he's everyone's working, right? And his uh, his assistant knows she's working. Like there's no there's no talk there's no, out of it. No, there's no question. Right. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, um, Scrooge has like we mentioned this darker kind of tone to it at times, and he can be more villainous. Like you mentioned, yeah. like stealing cash from old ladies, and yes, um, there's not really a moment in these early um, scenes. Where it feels like he's gonna like change his mind. Not at all. Or anytime it even appears that he's being nice, it's actually just a front for him to be 
yeah. fucked up, like the Bobcat scene. Yeah. He's like, you know what, you're making a good point. And he immediately fires him, you know? Yeah. And then he's, um, even like, and then they're going through the Christmas list yeah. of like the gifts to give, and, it, and they have the choice yeah, of either the VCR or the towel. And he's going through everybody, he's like, towel. And then mm -hmm. they get to his brother, and he's like, towel. Even though he just saw him. Right. And you can tell that he loves him. Right. That he's like, listen, I don't want to go to Christmas. Right. I don't want to. And he's like, come on, you gotta come, and whatever. And says that great line, he's like, you know, you know what they say about uh, being, uh, being cruel to people on the way up the ladder? He's like, yeah, you get to be cruel to them on the way down. You get to be two opportunities <laughs> yeah. to be cruel to them. That was a great line. Yeah. A great line. And then he also, this is quite the cameo right mm -hmm. after that, when he's walking through Rockefeller Plaza, okay. Plaza the band playing for, uh, for money, Yeah, it's Miles Davis. That's and right. Paul Schaefer. That's right. From uh, David Letterman. And he's like yelling at them. He's like, yeah, you say you're getting getting the tourists, you saps. <laughs> like, yeah, get them. It's so good. But he's walking with his brother. So good. Which is, is actually his real brother. I was going to say, his real brother. And his uh, other real brother plays his father. I think all the Murray brothers are in this Yes, I believe film. so. Um, and, you know, we'd be remiss not to mention that this is his first film back, really, in uh, yes. four years. Because... Uh, Ghost Brothers did so well, and you we said all know. Ghost Brothers. Did I? <laughs> yes, he did. God damn it. Yes, this yes. is muscle memory. Yes, uh, Reggie's act is it's, leading into... It's ridiculous. So, Ghost Busters did so well, and like, you know how Bill Murray is. It yeah. was a little much for him for the movie to do as well as it did. Yeah. So then, between that, I think he had the cameo in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Which gets referenced in this film as well, because he says, Feed Me Seymour, at some point in the movie. Yes, he does. Um... And then this. This was like a big deal. This was his return yeah. to the big screen. And um, and Richard Donner of yeah. Lethal Weapon fame totally. and of Superman fame. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they were the selling point was that there's more ghosts. There's three ghosts in, in this film. You know, Chris, past, present, future. Yeah. So what's also interesting and very different than um, the Michael Caine rendition is uh, you mentioned Donner. Um, <clears throat> Bill Murray does a lot of improv work yes. in the film. And I think that, like, that gives it its own flavor. I think that he really is locked into what this character is. And just having the ability to, like, go off script or even, like, work with the screenwriters and do his own thing, it just gives his own flavor. And, like, a lot of the jokes that, like, really hit are the ones that they just, like, improv. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Like, the nipple line, that's, like, an improv yeah. thing. And I don't know, Bill Murray's just, he's, he's fantastic in this. Like, he, to your point, he's able to be just a complete asshole and still, like, just gives you enough that, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, or, like, just, and he goes to, like, he, uh, uh, and he accepts the Humanitarian of the Year Award, which yeah. is also a great commentary on just, you know, the bullshit of those yes. awards. It's like, he's the Humanitarian of the Year, and he's like, I'm always going to treasure this, and he leaves it in the camp. <laughs> he forgets it. <laughs> I'll say this, because uh, it's not really a place to, Connect this. Okay. Um, uh, Karen Allen. Yes. In this film is Clara Phillips. Another good character to play off of. Yes. Uh, Frank Cross. Karen Allen. It sounded like he'd seen a ghost. Because Karen. Yeah. Karen is, you know, the, <clears throat> the love interest. Yes. And we get to see all these scenes, especially when the ghosts get involved, of like how the relationship was, where the relationship is. Yeah. And like she is. Almost cartoonishly, she's like such a good person. Yes, and also, 
I, there's something about Karen Allen I think is so attractive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, there, I couldn't tell you what it is. Man, I, I don't know, know what it is. I think she's so attractive. It's almost like the, the pure, like, earnestness. Yeah, and just her, like, like she's got such a nice smile. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, she want to come home to you, honey. <laughs> like, it's like, I want to marry you. What's kind of messed up about the, uh, her character, it's Claire Phillips, is that for a lot of the movies, she's um, Frank Cross's punching bag. Like, yeah. In terms of, like, he's... As mean as he can be to her. Yeah. Um, very dismissive of her, like, not paying attention. And it shows us more and more of how, like, how flawed he is. Yes. And, like, if he can do that to her, what can he do to anybody? Anybody, yeah. You know? Um, so, again, a character that I think works really well. Obviously, like, uh, Michael Caine, in the film, there's a love interest from yes, the past. Yes, get into that. Yeah, I mean, we can get into, we'll get into that when we get into the Ghost of uh, Christmas Past, but sure. they, before we go, we see them basically in their element, and as, so after the day is done, Scrooge goes home uh, in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep. And they had such a good line, and it was in the book, too. It was like that, it's, I'm paraphrasing here, but sure. it's that the, I, I don't know why it stuck out to me, I just thought it was really good, was that Scrooge kept his house dark, because right. dark was cheap. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. That's a good line. That's a really good line. Also, this, we all know that this is the uh, birth of the the expression, dead as a doordale. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this, Jacob Marley was dead. That's how the book starts, and then this is how this starts, too. Jacob, which I also think it's funny that they start it with Jim Henson's dead, that they have, <laughs> like, in memory of Jim Henson. It, it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I mean, both these films, again, I guess, coming full circle on this conversation, is that... Michael Caine playing Ebenezer Scrooge just as Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Works really well. It works so well. They both work so well. Exactly. Like, Michael Caine gives you the classic Scrooge, and he plays it so well that you allow for all of the Muppetry. Yes, exactly. That you ignore the Muppetry. Like, the, the Muppetry is just like, okay, this is part of it. Like, yeah. It's almost like... um. You know, you're walking through someone's house and they have like some like theme or something in their their house design. You're like, okay, yeah. But like the table's still a table. The yeah. chair's still a chair. Like it may have like a seashell or something on it. That's how the Muppet movie feels where it's like, um Yeah, no, 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 there's Muppets, but like this but they're is not work. they're not Muppets. They're real people. Yes. Like in this. Yeah, like Fozzy Wink. Fozzy Wink. Oh man. We'll get into that. Yeah, we will. The, uh, I guess we could start off with the the ghost, the first the first ghost that shows up in uh, in a Muppet Christmas Carol is Jacob and Bob Marley. Totally. And, um, and the other one, yeah, I don't remember his name. Real quick, just because we are okay. going to talk about both of them, I know I brought her up, but like Meredith Braun in the '92 uh, film, yes, plays Belle, who's Scrooge's former Scrooge's, yeah. former law. Love interest. Another year before our wedding, Ebenezer. And it can't be helped, Belle. So I did want to bring that up uh, as a juxtaposition to Karen Allen's Claire Phillips. Yes. A uh, little bit less important of a character in terms of usage. I, I, you know, in usage, yes. Usage, yes. But like, obviously, still very impact, important. yes. Very important character in uh, both films. But like, yes. we get more of Karen Allen's Claire Phillips. Yes. Um, but yeah, you were bringing up the ghost. The ghost. Well, the first, the intro ghost. Both of them basically are there just to tell him, hey. More ghosts are coming? <laughs> yeah, more ghosts are coming. And it's it's using someone that he knows that's already dead, that he used to work with. Yeah. So uh, Dave Goles, who was also the great Hanzo, <coughs> a.k.a. Charles Dickens, 
Uh, he plays uh, Waldorf, um, who's Robert Marley. Yes. In this film, and who is? <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, uh. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, and um, Jerry Nelson, who plays some other characters in this, kind of like less. He plays a uh, Lou Zealand, I guess. Um, okay. But Jerry Nelson is uh, Statler, who is Jacob Marley. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. In this film. So, <laughs> they're playing the ex The ex-employee. And then, I don't who is it in Scrooge? What's his name? I don't remember. So, it's Scrooge. Yeah, so it, it's uh, John Forsythe. Oh, yeah, John As uh, Lou Hayward. Lou Hayward. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts. Yeah. I knew it was Lou. That's all I can remember. I, Lou. First of all, we talked a little bit about Stadler and uh, Waldorf, but like I, I really like Forsythe's character in this. Yes. Just like, it gives me like this Weekend at Bernie's vibe a little yes. bit. He's just like shooting the shit and he's just, he's just hey, I'm making a drink. And you get this awesome... Again, because uh, the Scrooge plays in that comedy and the, the darkness a little bit, like Bill Murray just blasts. Yeah, it. It just pulls out a gun. Pow, pow, blammy. blammy. And he's doing it at, he's yelling that as he's shooting. Yeah. Blammo, blammo. <laughs> While he's making a drink of Stoli and Tam, which is the most 80s drink that's, that's a ever been. Wild drink. Which is, if you don't know what Tam is, it's diet soda. Yeah. But it's, there was no other, basically there was no other diet soda, it was Tab. It was that was the first, like, aspartame soda. I, I, I don't know, like, in both films, by the way, I, I'm not gonna lie, I like Waldorf and uh, Sattler more. I do. Um, it's just a fun song, it's a fun interaction. Yeah. Like, they're, they're still, they're Muppet, and that's what makes the Muppet thing work, right, is that all the Muppets are still doing their kind of characteristic, like, thing that makes them Gonzo, that makes him Kermit, that makes yes. him uh, Waller and Sadler, but in the context of this Dickens film. So, like, the way they chose the Muppets to play a different character. Yeah, that's what I think is so funny. It's like, it's like they cast Muppets. Yes. Do you understand? Like, at, the Muppets are acting. Yes. That's like, Fozzie is an actor. Right. Statler is it's, the actor. Yes. Like, it's, he's, it's Statler playing Jacob Marley. It, it, is actually probably very difficult to pull that off. Yes. Like to have it's like it, it's almost on the level like when you ever you Gonzo. Yeah. Charles Dickens. It's like when you hear they it's like the Simpsons like the Simpsons will do it. They'll have like Homer doing like a Richard Nixon impression. Yeah. And it's like the guy's doing Homer's voice doing Dude, a Richard yeah. Nixon impression. You're like, how the fuck are you doing this? Yeah, that's, that's really it's a, it's very impressive. Like I don't know how someone does it. Like, and you do the same, you see then like Mel Blanc does it mm -hmm. too a lot with the Looney Tunes cards. But I digress. But the, the uh, this is, I kind of find this different. Mm -hmm. It's uh, What I think is really interesting in this, these ghosts showing up, the Statler, uh, Jacob Marley and Bob Marley and uh, Lou. Yep. In that, so, the, the Charles Dickens is that he shows up, Jacob Marley shows up, in covered in chains. Yes. Because each link is something bad he did. Right. So he's covered in chains and he's letting Ebenezer Scrooge know, your chain's longer than mine. Right. And he's doomed 
to walk the planet. Right. He can't stop. Well, he's like, yours is... Because he's lived longer. Right. So he's still alive. So his chain's going to be longer. Sure. So he's not that... He's not a good guy. Oh. You damn... You damn dirty cats. What I'm saying is... That, so you have Jacob Marley and you have uh, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. And then you have Lou uh, in the... In the 1988 Scrooge one, but what they so they show up and they have the, they're dripping in chains right. and they're cut like Jacob Marley, especially in the book. They they don't explain it in either one, mm -hmm. but they in the book he's covered in chains and he has because each chain link is a sin that he committed right. in his life. And Scrooge he warns him that Scrooge's is much longer because Scrooge has been alive longer, so right. it's gonna be longer. So and he hasn't changed at all, and if anything, he's only got worse. Right. So. Especially because he, now he really has no friends. Mm -hmm. And then, whatever you can say about those guys, maybe they weren't friends, maybe they were, they were kind of his friends. Right. They, they were. He socialized with them. Right. And they, the thing, like, those guys were, especially Jacob Marley, was not a good person. Right. And he got what would happen to Scrooge, and that's the warning. And Scrooge, mm -hmm. his boss, Lou, who's his boss, by the way, it's when you see him in the flashbacks. Right. Doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. No, no, they he's, don't. And also, his punishment is. What's his punishment? Like he's just a ghost. His punishment is like, here's what my decomposing body. Is. Yeah. Which but is like, everyone. still kind of like chilling. Yeah, you're chilling. Like he shows up in his golf uniform. Golf uniform. That's why I said like that weekend burnings vibe. Like his like his outfit is kind of like um. Kind of casual, yeah. and he's pouring drinks, and like he seems fine. Yes, he's like, oh, I'm just here to warn you, but it's like you're you're not showing me anything. That Nothing feels. at all. Like, so this is my I have a fan theory. Okay, this is it. Is that that guy mm -hmm. is the same guy in Caddyshack that Bill Murray takes out in the thunderstorm that gets struck by lightning really? on the course, and he died there, and that was that was Frank Cross's boss. That's my theory. <laughs> I like that. I like that theory. Um, I like that theory. And so, but. Yeah, and then they do the gag, like, he shoots him, he takes out the gun and kills him. And right. shoots him, because that's what you would do, because right. he has a gun in his desk, because sure. it's the 80s. Um, shoots him, and then they do, do the gag of him drinking the Bacardi, and, yeah. and yeah. All, everything shoots out of him, like, yeah. a spray, like a leaking hose, which is great. But also, this is also a testament to how good, this is what I'm kind of against CGI, mm -hmm. how good the makeup is. I was going to say that, like, we talked a, a decent amount about... The Muppet film and like the set design and how they made the production look like Victorian era. Yes. We haven't appropriately talked enough about how good some of the, like you mentioned, the costume design is in Scrooge. Like, and, and in a Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol, too. Like, fucking, you know. Yeah. Kermit looks great. Kermit looks great. Um, I like that scarf. I like the scarf. top hat. And it's also, it's like, it's, it's a nice, it, he looks nice, but you know that's the only, the only thing he has. Right, right. You know, like. No, I mean, like, <laughs> going back, because they are the actors, like, the costume design choices for the Muppets, to make the Muppets. It's great. Bob crap. Yeah. Like, it's just like, wow, like, that, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, to your point about the CGI, what I do like about the film Especially like, um, and we'll get there, but like what they do with the Ghost of Christmas Future, like that yeah. whole design was incredible. Uh, both of them. It's incredible. Both. Um, but, but my point being about like the 
the Bob Cratchit, I mean, not the Bob Cratchit, the Jacob Marley mm -hmm. and the Lou guy, it's just like, for all, we, we don't see what Bob Cratchit did. We don't right. know what he's like. We saw him briefly in one thing, mm -hmm. but he was like a young man. He wasn't really evil. Right. But neither was Scrooge at the time. Right. Like, he wasn't evil. But he was making fun of Fozzie in this one, but in, like, the real one, he's not. He's, right. He's just like, hey, what's up, everybody? Mm -hmm. I'm Jacob Marley. Yeah. And then that's it. But in this one, like, he's older at this point, and he hasn't, it's not that long of a difference. Right. Like, he's, he's what, 25? And maybe, let's say, he's, let's say 25. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he's like 30, and then now he's 40. And right. this guy's dead. Let's say he's been dead five years. Sure. Or whatever. And uh, I the think guy, he's, actually, he's um, it's like, I don't think he's. Because they, they do specifically say he's been dead seven years because uh, Bill Murray says look like more than three. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years. Yeah, you're right. Seven mm -hmm. years. But he's not... So, exactly, like, that was towards the end of his life. Right. When you see him in the flashbacks. He's had, totally. like, three more years. Totally. Maybe. No, and right. then he died. So, it's... He, I mean, he's a little douchey. Yeah, I he mean, is. He's like a rich, rich guy that just... Hey, try to get laid and try to cheat on his wife. Yeah, I mean, he's not right. a great guy. Right. But he's not, like, he's not, like, that piece of shit over there. Like, yeah. Again, another example of, and this is what makes the, the Scrooge film work when you have these moments, is when he says, you know, I, I had it all, like, the... Um, had it all. Women. women. He's like, well, you paid, paid Lou. You paid for the women. <laughs> that's, that was so funny. Good line. Good line. No, you're, you're right, but, like... And um, I love that moment, like, the... That he threatens him. Like, mm -hmm. Jacob Harley's like, I don't care. Right. I, like, do with this information you want. Right. We're coming. Just, We're, so you, just so you know. Right. Doesn't matter. And then, but he threatens him by, sh like, grabbing him, which, when I first saw that, it really, there were two parts, two, mm -hmm. three parts of Scrooge when I was younger. Right. Freaked me out. And that was one of them. When he shoves him out the window. Right. And then he's ripping at his arm. And yeah. it, it's, like, falling apart. And it's so, like... Like realistic, yeah, yeah. it's like you're, he's ripping through the muscle, and it's it's floating away in the New York air off the, the yeah, skyscraper. Yeah, it's so terrifying. No, totally. I mean, like a lot of that stuff. Like when he shoots him, there's like the the mouse or whatever the rat yes, out of his head. The mouse something. comes out of his head with the golf ball. Oh, so, yeah, there's so many good moments like that in Scrooge where they have done this costume design and how it plays back yes. into. The narrative and like for some of the gags and stuff like that. Yeah, and just the makeup of that, and this, I, I guess it's that's I mean the arm especially is just like special effects, but it's just really great. No, it, like it's, it's it's good. It's really good, and then so then, but, but no, I I think to your point though that, um, the Muppet Christmas film because it's more true to uh, Dickens' novel, like those references play out like the chains and you know. Um, Lee, we, like you said in Scrooge, we don't quite see why he's so bad. Yeah. Like, he, I guess he's bad because you're telling us, but um, I, I think maybe that's because they want to spend a lot of the time focusing on Frank. Frank, yeah. It, do, it doesn't matter if he's bad or not. Right. He tell, he knows he is, so. You good little dude? Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, he's, I'm impressed. He's nobody's, he's nobody's runt. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's runt. You hear me? You hear me? Don't take no shit off nobody. You're a big man. A big man. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess that he, they do focus on him. I just, it's just like a passing thought that I was no, like. Was but I also like how that they both, both Scrooge and Frank Cross justify 
mm -hmm. uh, seeing him. Yeah. That they oh. say, like, he's like, you're an undigested piece of meat. Right. Like, you're, like, you're Muppets. Yeah. yeah, they're the Muppets, and you're like, you're, and he tries to, like, you're a fever dream, like, you're not, you're, you read anything, and they're, like, laughing at him, and he's like, you are, and he uses booze, and he's yeah. like, you are uh, caused by radiation from Chernobyl, because <laughs> right, yeah. he's drinking stolen, so. <laughs> Yeah, Which, by the way, was not a popular drink at the time. No, it, it was wasn't. Stoli, and Tab. Stoli Naya. Yeah, no, really, really good stuff. Yeah, and I just thought that was funny, the dynamic. And then he keeps bringing it up. Like, he brings it up to uh, Karen Allen later. Claire, <laughs> is that he's like, uh, we, I might have had a bad oyster. I don't know. We don't know yet. We don't, <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Um, like, he's checking with anyone. That's so good. We don't know yet. And then he, he comes out of it, and instead of like him going back to bed, he the phone automatically dials Claire, mm -hmm. which I thought is interesting. Because it's kind of like also introducing her without introducing her. Right. It's like, who's it calling? Who's Claire? Right. And to have her answer the call the next day. Yeah. Even after everything they've been through. Yeah. It's kind of like, to, yeah, it tells her that, like, I do care about, because we all have those people in right. our lives. That, like, right. I definitely have a few exes that, like, I would call them back and be like, are you okay? Yeah, like, even, like, your lizard brain in, like, the weirdest moment in your your life, like, just, I don't know, gacked up or high as hell, and you're just like, I'm going to call this one. That's never happened to me, ever. No, I don't no, know. Yeah. I never happened to me once. Yeah. Never. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I'm, no I know. I got to really, once it's over, it's over. No, I, I never try and get anyone back, no matter how drunk or True. anything I, I am. I'll send the... I've sent like the message before, but like uh, I kind of like just chalked up like, damn, I shouldn't have done that, and I like don't. Generally, I like I wouldn't follow. I'm trying to think. I think it has, but I'm trying to think of how often it's worked. Yeah, <laughs> like that it's actually turned into like, oh, I, you know, hung out with them again, or we did something. Oh no, it's that's, very that's, few times. It's never worked. <laughs> like from from like a drunk text, yeah, a drunk call or whatever. That's great. That's, I don't think, it, yeah. But in that case, I mean, he didn't call him. That's true, true. Well, I guess, um, you know, we've got the uh, the employer kind of element introducing our ghosts. I think you uh, you hit the nail on the head. Let's let's talk about um, some of these ghosts. Yeah. In uh, the 92 film, again, I'm doing the 92 film as kind of the original. Yeah, in this the case. Uh, <clears throat> We have, as the ghosts of Christmas past, Jessica Fox um, is the voice. Yes. For and even this, how they filmed her. It looks great. It looks so it looks great. great. There was, of course, another Christmas Eve with this young woman. It was great. It's so good. I, like I was reading how they did it. Yeah. How, how they did it. They they did it as like a a Muppet mm -hmm. underwater, huh. in, but under the water in a green screen tank. Wow. And then then they did it. It looks so. Good. I know. Yeah. I thought it was like so, and then they put it over it. I, I'm super impressed. Yeah, it is. I'm super impressed by that because it, it just looks really good and, and like I don't know, it feels ghostly. And it's it's a nice ghost to kind of yeah, start and it feels yeah, it feels like, but it's also kind of creepy. Yeah, like no, you know what I mean. Like creepy. it's it's kind of kind, but it's also cold and it's like it's soft, but it's like it's almost like um. Uh, it, it kind of reminds you of Hal in 2001 Space Odyssey, mm. like the, you yeah. are hurting me, Dave. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not being loud, it's not being yelling at you, it's calm, but it's almost 
scary. It's scarily. But I guess you know what I mean. Like that's the terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. Like, um, it is like unsettling. Yeah, it's unsettling for sure. Because she's be, she's being nice, but then it's like, here's your effed up past. Yeah. And I'm gonna take you through it, and there's no shortcuts. Like, yeah. We're gonna do this. It's like you're gonna see all of it. Yep. I know I'm a nice one, and it gets. It gets a little rougher after me, but yeah. you still got to, you know, put you through your paces. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and for this Scrooge, who we have, um, we started with the song, the overture, like, Scrooge's bad, Scrooge's bad. We see all this stuff. This humanizing element of, like, this is his past, is kind yes. of how he got here. And also, you, yeah, it's, it's always such an interesting dynamic of what you do, like Dickens does. If you see this horrible person, and then you see them as not a horrible person, right. you know, it's like Hitler, Hitler is a baby. Yeah, it's like, like kind of like Hitler is a baby. It's like you're gonna kill a baby, right? Like, it's, he didn't do anything, and this kid is like, you're seeing him like, oh, this this asshole guy that won't give his guys a day yeah. off, and like he works everyone to the bone, and he's a but, chiseler, and but, but you you see, um, and this is the brilliance of Michael Caine. You see him softening when he's like, oh, it's my yeah. old school Yeah, show. my school show. Yeah. I knew it. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, what's going on? And then, like, he sees himself sitting there. He's like, yeah. oh. Like, he kind of remembers, like, that was awful. Yeah. Like, I hated that. It was not a great experience. Yeah, you know? it, that wasn't. Like, dude, he, his family never came for him. He yep. never got his, yep. uh, uh, I know in the, I think in the book it's that he, um, uh, they do. They, but they... He does have a family, but they come and they come and tell him like, "Listen, we can't. Yeah. You're not coming home today. Wow, like, I gotta go. Wow, I gotta get out of here." And yeah, like he's just so pumped to go home for Christmas. Right, and they're like, "Nah." So he's left there alone because everyone else goes home. Exactly. Yeah, it, but it, in this one, he's just alone, which is, I mean, just as bad. It, it's literally just as bad. Yeah, it's, it's the same result it, for a kid. And I mean, look. Do, do you love that? This also, is great casting as the eagle as the headmaster. My old headmaster. It's so great. They, they, cut, they cast the Muppets perfect. They, honestly, the Muppets have always been good at that. Yeah. They've always nailed like who's doing what. Um, we'll get to another one that I'm like, yo. Yeah. We'll get there. Another okay. Day, but. Um, but like, you know, as much as we vilified Scrooge at this point, yes, you see how he got here. Um, you understand, like, yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't like Christmas either if I never saw my family. Yes, on Christmas, you know, maybe I would have this feeling of like, I don't, I don't want to think. I about don't like it. that. Yeah, yeah. So does it like just by all the things that he does? No, but no. like you see a human element to this character who so far has been just a villain. Yeah, but also it it sets up the the idea of like I will never. Because he, he doesn't have any money either. Right. Like, so he's like, I'll never be destitute on Christmas. Yeah, great I'll point. never do that. Great point. I'll never do that to myself. So that when he does get his next job, right. and he gets his first job working for Fozziewig, he's, um, he, he's working. Right. He's working on Christmas Eve he's yes. like, uh, well, during the party. And they're like, no, we're not doing this right, right. now. Like, right. Enjoy yourself. And he's like, nope. This is not the time. Yeah. It's like, yes, it is the time. <laughs> it's great. And, I mean, some of uh, Fozzie the Bear's greatest acting. Listen, he's phenomenal. He th He's perfect. Old Man Fozzie Wig? Old like, Man Fozzie Wig? It, it's, it's good stuff. It's, he's got comedic you know, chops. You know, of course, the, the, 
classic Frank Oz. Yes. You know, playing uh, Fozzie Bear. AKA And Yoda. Sam Eagle. Yes, and Sam Eagle. He does. <clears throat> Welcome to Fozzie Wig and Mom's annual Christmas party. At this time in the proceedings, it is a tradition for me to make a little speech. He does a lot of them. He's Miss Piggy, he's Animal, he's, yeah. a, he's a lot of people who's fun. Yeah, he's Yoda. Actually, you get and Yoda. Um, you get Animal in this scene too, because like Fozzie mm -hmm. was throwing a hell of a party. Again, Animal's the man. Again, going to like set design and stuff like that, like it's great. What a, they nailed that. Yeah, part. it's like it's so like the wide open. And tell me, you don't kind of want to go to that party? Dude, I wanted to. I be. was like, yo, I'll drink some of that ale. I was like, this looks amazing, that looks fun. Like, and then they're eating all the food, but the food looks so fresh, and then there's just like a fire, and everyone's like hanging out, dancing. And again, because. It's Muppets, but for whatever reason, in these moments, you almost, like, You accept them it. as people. <laughs> yeah. Muppets yeah. are people, too, Reggie. Muppets are people. Um, I, think it, I think it just works. It does. So it works work. so well. Now, in Scrooge, oh. David Johansson. So of one, New York Dolls. Of New York Dolls. Uh, also, uh, Buster Poindexter. Before we get there, is when he gets the... I don't... Like... There's kind of they do okay. something different in, um, in Scrooge that I think is interesting. Like you meet Scrooge in Christmas Carol doesn't have a boss, right? Frank Cross does. He does. He uh, he has Robert Mitchum, right? Who Robert Mitchum wants to wants him to start implementing. Oh Show for uh, shows it, like start implementing with a Christmas Carol with Scrooge, the TV show with a uh, to make pets viewers. Yes, and so to like uh, maybe that you have a detective that dangles string or keys <laughs> and like, huh? And he's like looking at it like he's crazy because he is crazy. Right. Robert Mitchum, uh, who plays Preston Rhinelander. Yes. And like, he's like, yeah, I've read a study that like. Cats and dogs are now starting to watch TV. Yeah, they outnumber people two to one in the country. <laughs> but like, as if there's a business model there. As if like yes. the cat and dog are going to go yeah, buy. Yeah, they're going to go buy. Like they have any money. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why would the ad dollars come down? Yeah, for that? how would it work? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's. But it, it's kind of funny because like, it's it's funny in the universe, but like the universe is a parody of network as well. Yes. So it's like that's some shit. Some network executive would do. Yes, and then also you, s and then and they bring in the other guy, and it's so it's it's kind of like he does. Frank is like stressed, mm -hmm. and he's an asshole. But you can kind of get why because right. it's such a cutthroat business. They bring that guy in, yes, who plays the same guy in everything. I don't know his name. I don't remember what he is. I've seen him in stuff recently too. I'm like, hey, that's the guy from Gremlins too and uh, Scrooge. I don't remember yeah. his name. Uh, Elliot something. Um, no, that's Elliot Loudermilk, sorry. Um, the blonde guy. But he calls him the uh, L.A. Slimeball. He's like, he's an L.A. Slimeball. Yeah. He's like, look him up. Uh, Is it? He tells Grace to look him up. But he's, he's undermined. He's going to do, he's taking over that show. Right, right. So, like, they're trying to... and if he takes over that show, then he's losing a bit of power, losing a bit of the company, which... In the later years, will affect him. You know, like he. Of course. They're gonna take if they could take this away, they could take that away. So, so his bastardness. 
There's a reason why he's a bastard. No. So John Glover, John Glover who plays okay. Bryce Cummings. Bryce. Bryce. And like, yeah, there's that, that emphasis of like, no, Bryce is just going here to help. He's just an assistant. Yes. And clearly he's being undercut. Yeah, clearly. he's being undercut. And he's going to come in and take over everything. Mm -hmm. And he also has, in the same time of this stress, the ghosts are messing with him. Yes. At the same so, time. So, so he, it's like in Scrooge, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, he goes right from Marley to the ghost of Christmas right. past. Right. Like basically in an hour. Mm -hmm. And he's like, listen, this guy's coming in an hour. So There's no like additional interaction with other yes. characters. The other one, in this, in Scrooge, they're like, he's coming, the first one's coming at noon tomorrow. Right. Right. And so, he's like, and he has to go to this, this meeting, so he's stressed about it. But then he see, he gets a highball, right? And there's an eyeball in his highball, yes. And he's like, ah, and then which is also the which best joke in the entire movie. Okay, is when he's watching the the waiter cut the flaming meat, mm -hmm. and then he catches on fire. But he's not actually on fire. But right. he sees him that he's on fire, right. and the guy, everyone else is talking normal around him. He's like, oh, and he's panicking and grabs the ice bucket and throws it on him. Right. And then everyone looks at him and is like. You know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's a great. That's a great. Joke. That's a great. Joke. That's a great joke. It's like sorry, and he goes back to sitting down. It, it's um, it's an interesting way because both films do the thing where, uh, you know, any any Christmas Carol movie you see is like, you can see them, they can't see you. Yes, you know, that's um, the that's the rules that we've all re we've all established these rules. Correct. Like you're watching a rerun. That, that's the perfect. That's way a great. That was a great. He, uh, it's like this is like a rerun. That was a great analogy or whatever that they use in Scrooge. But you're 100% right. And what what makes this scene work in a lot of different ways, though, is the fact that this is that universe, uh, or this is like that rule setting, where it's like, Frank sees everything no one else does. Yes. And this is a stark example of it. Yeah. And it's the hindsight of 2020. Jokes. Yes. Yeah. So he jokes. sees it. And then they do that, and then he... I also love the... The dynamic of the waiter. Mm. Not that I'm saying all waiters are stupid, because I mean I was a waiter too. Yeah, but then same. he's like, he, it's twelve o'clock, so he knows the ghost is coming. And he looks right. at the waiter, he's like, "Are you him? Yeah. Are you him?" And he's like, "Are you he?" Like <laughs> <laughs> he corrects his speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, like you know that, but you're a fucking waiter. Yeah. Meanwhile, that guy probably makes a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars a year being like, that guy in that executive fine, dining room. Fine dining in New yeah, York. Yeah, fine dining. You can make some scratch. Yeah. And by the way, bet you don't do much. Mm -hmm. That's oh, a, yeah. You're not bringing the food to anyone. No. You're taking an order saying, hello, sir, make me bring a drink. And there's like so many people actually like busting the table. Yeah. So that guy's probably smarter than all of us. Yep. So. Yep. Anyway, but then, then he's greeted with the ghost of Christmas yeah. press. So David Johansson. David um, Johansson of the New York Dolls. New York Dolls. Picks him up in a cab. So, at, which instead of flying him through the air, drives. Yes. Like a I know absolutely everything, Frank. You see, I'm the ghost. Maniac. <laughs> yes. And I, I like the effect of uh, when they go to the past, the fair is winding back the years. Yes. Like, I think that's a good thought. That's they, cool. They, like, again, without going the full CGI route, really smart to just have that. He goes through smart. Smart. Yeah, it's just really smart. Great. Um... I would have been interested because that was originally supposed to be Sam Kinison, yes. but um, Bill Murray had a relationship with David Johansson, like they were friends. He was like, no, I want that guy. Um, I'd be interested to see what Sam Kinison would I thought it would too, yeah. But, you know, honestly, I think Johansson does, one, I think he does a great job with this. Yeah. Um, he's funny. 
Um, they do a lot of visual gags, like when he's smoking and yeah. smoke's coming out of his ears. And he looks like a ghost. He does. He does. He looks like a ghoul. In real life. Like, <laughs> he looks like a ghoul. It's, um, it's like when they cast Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. You're like, yes. Yep. Yes, you, you don't even need a mask. It's like, as much as I would have liked to see Kinnison, um, I, because he's such an over-the-top guy, like, I don't know, I think he could have taken some oxygen out of the room. Yeah, they could, you know the screaming was coming. Yeah, in. the screaming would have come, and it would have been much, I, I like this more, like, measured kind of character, just, alright, I'm a ghost, clearly I'm a ghost, he's still messing with him, like, yes. he's like, oh, you think you can walk through doors like me, you can't, um. I also... Loved of when him messing with him when he ever like he knows more than him yeah and he tries to bullshit him whenever he tries to bullshit the guy he's like you're so full of, like he talks about him doing like I did a couple things yeah I scored the winning touchdown he's like that was the girl of Little House on the Prairie <laughs> yeah he's like, that, he's like that, that was a great that line. was you're so full of it Frank <laughs> he answers it right away answer he's like was that the was that the homecoming episode? Yes, the homecoming episode. <laughs> that was like, a really, oh, but really listen, there is something. It's so talk about comedy and tragedy at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's so funny when he goes home, and his dad, who is also played by his brother, Brian Doyle Murray. Yep. And he comes in. And he's like, and it's Christmas Eve, and his dad comes in. Who's, who's a butcher, and of course they they he tells him like everybody cries. Yeah. And like. Comes down Niagara Falls. Who was he talking? Who did he mention? Oh, uh, I forgot. It's like he comes in, gonna be so Attila the Hun. Yeah. When he saw his mother. Yeah. <laughs> and what also it? such a New York voice. Dude, he, it's like when he saw his yes, mother. Yes. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. And then she says Niagara uh, Falls, Frank. <laughs> Niagara Falls, Frank. And he's like, well, that's not gonna be happening to me. And then he hands him. He's like, is it a choo-choo train? He's like, no, it's four pounds of veal. Yeah. He's like. Oh, um, and then his mom says goodbye to him, and then he immediately starts crying. He's like, Niagara Falls, Reggie Angel. And then he, dude, so it's like so sad because yeah. of that, what that is. Right. You see what his life was. But then you said, then Bill Murray, he's like, I was touched by a gift. <laughs> giving an eight-year-old kid what in today's market is $60, $70 worth of meat. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a funny line. Dude, I was touched. Because he like puts his hand on his shoulder. Yeah. like, I was touched by a gift. Yeah. I, I, I just love the consistency of the humor mm -hmm. in this film. Like, and this is, you know, it was already funny. Right? It was funny because we had the IBC intro. Yes. It was funny because Bill Murray's just Bill Murray. riffing. But, like, when the ghosts get involved and they're funny too. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like. Well, two of them. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Very fun. But like Johansson, like their report, which I think it actually is smart it's to great. get a friend. Yes. Because <laughs> like, because be, like, someone that you knows you, like, you know, yeah. yeah, someone that knows you, be like, oh, you were in this. Especially, yeah. especially if you're improving, you know. Yes. Oh, specifically. Oh man. But like that ghost, I thought was was perfect. Yeah, he's I, great. I thought it was perfect because um, it just it fit the tone of the film. It moved things along, like the Niagara Falls thing, the Attila the Hun line. It was all great, and I I just really liked how they they set the story up to like continue down this like comedic yes turn while still having like those. Well, it's kind of serious. Like you're it going is. through because like, now you get into the part of 
Yes, that's really sad. We've all had like sad things happen. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure if you isolated, I'm sure there's sad things that I could think of uh, that oh, happened yeah, at yeah. Christmas. Yeah, too, no, that sure. it's not. It wouldn't be pleasant. But um, they, when they go into the, that he meets Claire. Mm -hmm. Well, for, for, and then you go to the office Christmas party yeah. where you first meet, where you meet his boss, yeah. who's. Because they, they kind of put the Bob crashing in uh, Fuzzy Wig, Fuzzy Wig, <laughs> or Fuzzy Wig, Fuzzy Wig, but Fuzzy Wig. Fuzzy Wig as well. <laughs> they combine that character into the one mm -hmm. as his boss, the guy that's dead in the beginning. And again, he's like telling him like, yo, relax, like yeah. Frank, Frank is working, he's doing, well, Christmas, a crazy Christmas party is going on. Yeah. That's also a party I want to go to, that, that office Christmas party. Dude, that one. And talk about jokes I didn't get when she's handing out uh, photocopies mm -hmm. of her ass, yeah. and, like, and and her lady bits. Yeah. That I was like, I didn't understand what I was like. What's going on here? It's pretty funny. Yeah. When I was a kid, I did, that did not get that. Yeah. And then she gives it to Frank and clearly wants to bang him. Right. right. I want. Where are these parties? These office Christmas parties. All my they, office Christmas parties they don't just do them suck. Anymore. They don't, yeah. HR got involved. HR Legal. sexual harassment. A few people. Yeah, a few ruining hundred, few bad apples ruining the fun for few all of us. Company picnic, few million right? bad apples. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. But, but it, so much that it's a cliche mm -hmm. that you like hook up with someone at your office Christmas party. Um, that, that was fun. And then he goes and meets Claire. Right. And Scrooge meets his well, uh, Bell. Bell. Yeah. He meets his, but I'm, I, he doesn't meet her. He's already with her. Does it show? Yeah, it doesn't I don't remember. <sighs> I'm blanking if he shows a reader. I don't know. Her. I don't think they really show the meeting. I think it's kind of like him and Bell, and he's like, that's Bell. And yeah. Like, no. That's how it goes. And then but, I know they go, it's a very quick thing with them. Yeah. It's, it's so, maybe two minutes of screen time. So talking about Bell and, uh, and Claire in these films, the Bell sequences are, you know, again, true more to like novel. And it's, it's interesting to see a young Ebenezer being like, oh, I'm doing all this for you. And, like, she's not feeling that. She's like, yeah. I would rather be poor. Yeah, and be than, with you. Right. He's not, like, it just doesn't translate yeah. to him at all. Um, but, like, I, that's a great scene in the Muppet Christmas film because there's the term. Yes. There's full Scrooge. He's in full effect right here. Can't see that his actions are uh, causing this pain to other people. Can't see the forest for the trees. Not at all. I just got to make money because, like, if I get a bonus and a salary, then it's all going to be great, Belle. Like, we're yes. never... Like, she, she doesn't have that trauma that he does. She doesn't need... She doesn't need that fulfillment. But, like, I get... Like you were saying before, I get a kid who, like, never had anything being like, I'm not going back. Like, I understand how that could... I got something. Yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah. Um... It's it's a really especially when you're talking about because he wants to marry her, mm -hmm. so yeah. he's not but, gonna leave that. But he also he's yeah. not going to that destitute. You know what I mean? Right. But he also knows that because of his station in the timing, you know, as Victorian, um, like he needs status. Yes. So that in his head is like I need this status because like I'm not gonna be a pauper, and like I I kind of get that. Yes. Um, it's unfortunate what it, what it means for him in the long term, but. His rationale, which again, as much of a villain as Scrooge is, the way the film goes through these, uh, his past and his present and stuff like that, like you understand his rationale, it's just, it's kind of a shame. It's a shame, yeah, you know? that you can't, you couldn't see it. And he does this, and he does the same thing. 
Right. That with Claire, that he uh, want, he's trying to climb up the corporate ladder. <laughs> but at the time, he's in a fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> Outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so a fun. bone, you lucky dog. <laughs> that was so funny. For Frisbee the dog? The Frisbee the dog sequence Yo. is... It's a bone. When they're sitting in the kids' audience. It's the two of them in yeah. the kids' audience. And he's so serious about, like, this is the career move. This yes, is what's going to make This is going to make you. It's like, I'll try and swing by after dinner. In fairness. Was it wrong? I He wasn't wrong. He made, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. Like, that I, I guess maybe, more. but you know what? Maybe that's why you... That's why it kind of works out at the end. I was kind of like, would that really be the final straw for no, Christmas I mean, it's dinner? It's clearly not. Listen, I love We're Christmas. friends, you know. Yeah, I love Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that any spouse would be I, like, oh, you could, like, I'm still seeing you right now. Right. Merry Christmas. I think that, um... I'll see you after. Yeah, I think that it, it's not necessarily the situation is like, his framing of it. Maybe no. there's a better way to, like... I mean, it's it's a it's obviously a sign of everything sure. that he is. Sure. That he's putting work before anything else in his of life. Of course. Uh, but I mean, it did work. It's true. I think what's interesting about um, both of the films, like the way Ebenezer talks to Bell, um, is kind of just like just, like he's not hearing her. He's no. just like I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And she's like, um, Hey, dude. Like, let's like. I don't care about this. Yes. Like, he doesn't hear that at all. Um, it, Bill Murray, this, this Scrooge film is such a, like, a darker comedy. They're like, the way he talks to Claire is really shitty at yeah. times. Like, he is. Like, kind of, like, really shitty. And she's so nice and earnest. And, like, that juxtaposition yes. makes him more... Also, though, she, she... They're both very good together. Like as far as yes. when they're a couple, like when you're, they have, they show the one Christmas of them in their apartment. Yeah. and she's like in the bath. By the way, it makes me want to take a bath every yeah. time I watch it. Smoking yeah. the joint. Oh, that's like, great. That's the move right there. It really is. It really is. And they get to open one present, and he's like, "Can I open this one?" Like and he's like, because he doesn't know what to hand. It's really like a cute, like, oh, this is nice, and they, the, they're dynamic together. It looks like they actually like. It's really yeah. well done, the two of them. It, it is well done, and um, in those moments when he's missing Claire, like, that look that Bill Murray pulls off, like, him kind of talking to himself and saying, like, you know, like, he he knows how good they are together, and he yes. just couldn't get out of his own way. Yes. Like, the relationship works extremely well yes. with Scrooge. Um, again, because he's younger and that, we can rekindle this relationship is part of the film, and I, and I don't feel like it gets in the way either. That's true. Like, that's also, like, the big difference of... He could... They're young enough in Scrooge, and it's such a... It's a modern time that you mm -hmm. can say, like, Oh, we're not gonna... I'm not gonna go to this Christmas dinner. I'm gonna do this Frisbee the Dog show. Because, right. listen, there's a future in this. Right. I think there... If I get... I get a meeting with the president of right. the company after this, if I do this, and he's like... And she's like, No, nah, I gotta go... We gotta go to dinner. Right. It's... Not that it's... Not that it's not important, but I don't think that's like the end all be all of a relationship. No. no. I, that yes, you're. It's being a. It's definitely a selfish move. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, it's not a selfish move for in the context of like yes, their entire relationship. Because it's it's one Christmas dinner when you're 25 years old. Whereas you're 25 years old in Victorian times, 
You might not live yeah, to be 30, so you better yeah, get this yeah, in. Like maybe a good 10 years. Yeah. yeah, you. And by the way, you want to have a kid, too. You better be getting married now. Right. Like, right. you're. Actually, you're pretty old. Kids, you have a kid. that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great line. Um, no, no. I, I scrape them off, Claire. Scrape them off. That, that's great. Uh, we get to the yes. future. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, that dynamic is. is look, both films, obviously. Really well. Again, the Muppets staying true to the novella. Um, it's fucking. Fucking great! Yeah, I think it's really it's good. Great! I, I, it's just like it, every time it, this this story, it just makes you think of like all those other like, and he does it, and it's so, it's so, uh, what he's yelling at himself. Mm -hmm. He's like, "You idiot! Go, right. go right. over there!" And that's oh, can you imagine like it's, seeing yourself and like this, the, some of those situations that you blew, like the things you regret? Yeah. And like the inability to change it, like you just yes, have to, you just have to watch you it. You have to watch yourself. I like I'm, up. I'm thinking about one situation right now where yeah. a phone call mm -hmm. would have changed my life completely. Yeah, if I'm, I just made a phone call instead of being an idiot. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of look back at like some moments where I'm like, don't send that message. Yeah, this is terrible. And mm -hmm. like, ugh. but ugh. look, that's part of it. Right? That's part of it, of course. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, I can't say whether it would have been for better or worse, but I could say One it would have know. been different. One can't know, but yeah. So that brings us pretty to much to uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present. Correct. The Ghost of Christmas Present. Let's see. Cool. <clears throat> Which takes us to the Ghost of Christmas Present. The Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh, again, out of sequence in the 92 film, Jerry Nelson, who at this point has been uh, Lou Zealand, uh, Ma Bear, or Ma Fozziewig, and is also the ghost of Christmas present. Come in and know me better, man. Uh, did I already say that? Which, again, perfect casting if for the for the guy that for that plays the, uh, the monster. Yeah. That they cast as the ghost of Christmas present. Because in the, he's like... Uh, how would I describe him? I don't know, like, a fun-loving, like, ah, everything's yeah. so great, isn't it wonderful? Like, yes. he's, like, you're, you're introduced to him, and there's, I remember, like, this picture of him, and he's, like, holding, like, a horn. Right. Like, uh, filled with ale, and he's, like, decked out with his huge beard. beard it's, he's green. so good, and he's, like, enormous, yep. and he's the green, and he's so, like, happy, and, like, everything's great. He's, like, a big, fat guy that's just... It's a great juxtaposition. It's so good. Because, like, he's so festive. Yeah, he's so festive. You know? Exactly. And um, very much, you know, like, in the spirit of, like, novella. Like, yes. Like, just, they... He's perfect casting. Yeah. This, dude, really this guy playing his heart out. This is the best casting yeah. of the Muppets, yeah. by the way. It's like, yes, that's him. That, it, it, was, it was actually perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. He really is. And I think he does such a wonderful job. And it's what they do, they talk about it, that references... The Dickens novel is that he said he's constantly living in the moment, so he doesn't remember what he just said. Right. That's great. Yeah. So everything is like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. They nailed that element of it. Because um, he's the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. I, I think that he's highly effective. Um, I, I find that, like, Carol Kane, uh, who is the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. And the... It's not a 
Yeah, the 88 so a remake. Yes, it is one of the many remakes in the, the 88 film. Remakes. I think that like this feels like a continuation of that like I'm a New Yorker yeah. kind of deal. It's the pixie. Yeah, and there's like some uh, Wizard of Oz references, which is our last film actually, consequently. Yes. Um, I, I think it's just fine, but like, I really do love what they do in the Muppet film. Oh, I love I it. I think it's great. She, there's something about the, the, like again to shine on a word you just used, the juxtaposition that movies sometimes do, or like TV shows do, of like the sweet mm -hmm. but violent. Yeah, that I came you know, that's that. exactly what it is. I don't really like it. No, no. I don't really, like, it's kind of like, okay, then why are you doing, like... Right, like... It's almost annoying. Just, like, especially in a film where you can just be an asshole. Yeah. Just be an asshole. You can just be an asshole. Be like, right. oh, no, like, I'm gonna... Like, you're gonna hit me because you're gonna wake up. But, right. But in Scrooged, they have the... The difference... There's a different scene mm -hmm. that he goes and meets uh, Claire again. Right. Which doesn't happen in Scrooge. It doesn't happen in... Uh, to Ebenezer's right, right, because there is no love interest. So he meets her again, and she's working at a homeless shelter. Yeah, uh, getting everyone ready for Christmas, and they're everyone's running around because Christmas is a very big, busy time of year for homeless people mm -hmm. because they have nowhere else to go. Right. So they go to this shelter, and everyone's looking for the turkeys. And he goes there, wanders there, kind of by accident. Right. I guess, like subconsciously, wanders there. Correct. And starts talking to her, and then has the conversation they think he's homeless because he's ranting and raving because he just had a conversation with a ghost that's not a good, good uh, moment yes so they put him with the other homeless guys mm -hmm. who are great by the way yes that they're like and they yes. think he's richard burton from who is elizabeth taylor's two-time husband that's right and, and he they does, think he's he does his spot on richard he does burton. a who are what now what now and then when he pretends to drink the whiskey he gives him the bottle of whiskey, and he's like, thanks. And he, like, just pours it. Like, it's clearly missing his mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, um, there you go, thanks. Yeah. So the Burton uh, impression, he's done before. It was an SNL yes. impression that he had done in the past, like, I think in, like, 76 or something like that. So Yes, so it's like an 11-year-old reference yes. to SNL. But also Richard Burton. Mm -hmm. that people, I mo that most people who watch that movie now don't know who Richard Burton is. Yeah, but... You know, um... And so, but you get a good look at what Claire is doing. This job that she has is the exact opposite of Frank yes, Cross. it's purely philanthropic. Yes, like, there's no... She's not doing it for fame and glory. Right. She's She's in those trenches. Like, she's looking, helping keep these people warm, keep these people safe, keep these mm -hmm. people fed, especially for the holidays, because everyone deserves to be warm and safe for on the holidays. I, I forget what the, uh... The business called, but like, uh, one of the gaffes in the movie, um, the card, the business card he has, has, like, Operation, I forget what it is, like, Reach Out or something like yes. that. Yes. And it's Operation, like, Outreach on the, the sign. So, like, if well, you want to spot a, uh, an error, like, yeah. there's one. We're, uh, we're not quite meticulous here at Retroverse Remake. Absolutely. Meticulous! But you make, you make an excellent point here, which is that juxtaposition that we're talking about of Claire being such a philanthropic or like generous person that like her job is not like a job where like I'm gonna make a lot of money it's just like I want to help yeah I want to help as much as I can even though I know there's not a buck in it yeah I'm still gonna do it and he and he, it doesn't matter he still gets through to her and she's 
willing to go with him to go get something to eat. Right. And they're right. gonna go, and then she gets bogged down with sure. whatever her random one random test that it wouldn't probably wouldn't take that long. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, to her to delegate where are these turkeys and he was he just right. has a quick the off the bat off the cuff of like they're at the A and P. You yeah. look them up under A. Right. And if not there, they're under P. Right. And but he's like she could have if he took just the moment. Right. He could have had that time with her and then he immediately cuts her off. Right. That sort of self sabotage. Yes. That thing where his uh, his mentality, his philosophy is so ingrained that like he couldn't be bothered with the homeless. He couldn't be bothered with like wasting time for five minutes. Right. And like that is indicative of, like that is his problem. Yes. And he also insults the people that are yes. doing great things. He insults the people, and I mean, ultimately, he. Uh, Which is pretty funny, by the way, too. Yeah. So it's like, I, they're like this every day of the year, I guarantee. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Which, like, is a sentiment I, I could understand. Like, it's one of those things where, like, even if you were thinking it, you just you let it go. Yes, you let, you it, just go. let it go. And then the guy asks him for money. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. He tells him, like, go, go ask Claire, she's a sucker. And right. then he leaves. And then he meets the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, no, it, it's another good scene. Like, I think this is what Scrooge does so well, is to build Frank Cross, his, like, narrative. Out. Yes. And it, it, it feels... It's much... It, they're doing his internal struggle by seeing him with other people. Yes, yeah. Whereas in uh, Christmas Carol, it's all internal. It's internal, is that, like, monologue um this is happening, and... He's reacting out loud because, like, no one can see him. And, like, Bill yes. Murray's doing it, too. But, like, because he's still interacting with people in the world as he's dealing with ghosts, you see, like you mentioned, these interactions and, like, I don't know, you, real time you're seeing there's no change. Yes. At least not, not at this moment. But also he's kind of losing it. Yes. So, like, you could, you could literally be losing it when you're all alone. And no one, you could, if you're just in bed... You may not notice it. Right. People may not notice, but if you have to go about your day, people are going to notice. That totally. You. Totally. And, you know, while this happening too, you get some <laughs> spraggly throughout this, you get more great Bobcat. Um, oh, yes. Bob, moments. he's getting, uh, he bought a bottle of liquor. He's divorced from his wife <laughs> yeah. um, already in a day. Divorced from his wife. Um, he's... He's running out of money very fast. Using the last of his money to buy liquor, a bottle of liquor, and he gets sprayed by a cab yes. with water that wets the brown paper bag and it breaks the bottle. It's it's, it's, it's good physical humor. Yes, it's it uh, it's and also his clothes maybe. are getting worse yeah. and worse. Yeah, he hasn't bathed in. Uh, hasn't ba It looks like he hasn't bathed in a week. It's been twelve hours. It's a great bit. Yeah, it's, it's a great bit. It's a good bit. Um, is it necessary? No. No. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. <laughs> um, yes. And we get to see some Bobcat gold, uh, gold wave uh, gunplay later as well. Oh, yes. So, you know, That's, so then he takes him in a Muppet Christmas Carol. They take him to his nephew's house. I, I think that um, that scene is so effective um, when, he, when Fred... Who, Fred, the only person besides, um, what is it, Cratchit? Uh, Bob, Bob Cratchit? Cratchit? Yeah, Cratchit. Uh, the only person besides Bob Cratchit who has, like, a soft spot for Scrooge. Yes. And even 
in his you know free time alone, he's like he's making fun of him. He's like this guy. Uh, yeah, in some but degree. Like, like, I don't know. Like I think I don't know if Bob Cratchit necessarily has a soft spot for him. Well, I, I think Bob is such a good guy. He's a good guy, but also he's he's he looks past a lot mm -hmm. in the fact that hey. As much as he's like, listen, he's a piece of shit, but he puts food on this table. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, how bad I could say anything I want about the guy, at the end of the day, he's still paying the bill. Yeah. Like, no, so. No, Bob. But where the ultimate gets that. The, the nephew gets nothing from him. No. Like, no. He, he's, the, he's the one that's like, hey, I love you. Right. Like, and come on, just come to Christmas. Like, right. stop being a curmudgeon. Like, right. stop. I love you. Let's do this. And. He, they, and they take the difference, like, he's making fun of him. He's right. like, yeah, I know. Yeah, but, like, you know, and, and kind of like a, he's making fun of him just, like. You yeah, know. it's your uncle. I'll make fun of my uncle, too. Right, You know, right. like. Uh, it's not, like, malicious. It's, but, yeah, it's but not. It it's does, like, but it yeah. does hurt. It's yeah, hurt. Ooh, it does hurt. He's <laughs> it like, does yeah. hurt. <laughs> it's like, that's the same reason why I don't like roast. Yeah. Like, you say some stuff, like, that hurts. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, ultimately, like, uh, Fred will always. For no real good reason at all, he'll always defend and help his uncle. Yes, I guess because they're family. But like, you know, he's also like, well, we all know. Yes, <laughs> this is how he is. And I think Scrooge seeing that uh, real time, I found the Christmas present. Well, it's effective in both films. I was gonna say it's more effective in the Muppet Christmas because you get uh, Cratchit's uh, family life, which is a nice juxtaposition. I don't feel like. Um, Alfred, uh, or Alfred's, um, was it Gaelism? What's it? Uh, what's it? Uh, Grace. Grace, yeah. I, like, that scene wasn't as effective to me as Cratchit's house. Yeah, I guess. You know? I guess, because Bob I, Cratchit's family is so much more destitute. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. That's it's like they're. <laughs> I think that's all. There's so much work. <laughs> they're. It's like they're gonna, like this kid's gonna die. Yeah. Like he's he's walking around with a crutch. He's trying to stay warm by the fire, mm -hmm. and they're all like kind of just high hopes. Yeah. They're yeah. like her family's not high hopes. They're like yeah, yeah whatever. It could be better. Yeah, it can't be, afford I, a tree. I guess can't afford a tree. Whatever. And which is, by the way. Yes. It's ridiculous that he's not paying enough to afford a tree. Correct. In, in New York. It's, it's but then that's also a great uh, gag when he's like, uh, so did you get your Christmas boner? Uh, bo boner. Uh, Christmas bonus? <laughs> sure you did. I'm, yes, you did. But I'm drying my hair with it. It's a towel. Because uh, yeah, he gave yeah, her the yeah, towel. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And then it's also the the juxtaposition to, uh, I, we keep saying that word. Yeah, but it's, a, it's, it's but when they have, fine word. That, that's also the difference too, like, there's something with the kid in this. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. I, it doesn't matter his name. I, 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 yeah, the tiny, I, I can just call him Tiny yeah, Tim at that time. Tim, but he, uh, like he, he's tra traumatized by his father dying, mm -hmm. and he saw his father die in front of him. Right. And that's yeah, it's very traumatic. But really, the big thing is that he just doesn't talk. Yeah, which is just not the same. It's as not. It's like that sucks. Yeah, but this kid's dying. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. That kid's not gonna make it through like the year. It's also, you know, in that concert, it's kind of fucked that they like use him as a tree. And, like, yes. Fuck, like this is, this is kind of weirdly. 
It is, but I mean, it's the younger, younger that's kid. That's, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but it's also like a funny moment when she comes in and she's like, we don't have a tree. No! And she goes in and she starts laughing, but she's <laughs> yeah. like, take it off. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. That's, that's a good moment. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> but they have the moment when the... That he's does they can't no one can figure out the puzzle right and the kid immediately figures it out yeah and he's like oh he's really smart he's smarter than all of them so it's like it's not that he can't speak it's that he won't speak right right um you know and ultimately like you know we we get a bit of a payoff from that later but um mm-hmm. I you know maybe because it is like source material I just like the Cratchit like family interaction like I think. I think you're right that because there's so many, um, because they made Frank Cross younger and there's a love interest story, like, yeah, I kind of care what happens with uh, Gail or whatever her name is, but, like, uh, it just feels kind of, like, almost filler to me versus, like, I think that the interaction, it's, like, integral, much more integral to the story. Yeah. Uh, in the Muppet film because there's, like, less, Agreed. less to there's, work he's, with. Where else is the redemption? So, yeah, the, he's almost redeemed in... He's, like, Ebenezer Scrooge is almost redeemed mm-hmm. when he sees Bob Cratchit's family. Yes. He's very close he's, to, like, being, like, fine yes. already. He almost doesn't need to go to the Christmas future, and he doesn't, because he knows that Tiny Tim is fucked. Right, right. So he sees him, and he thinks there's something about Tiny Tim that he's... He, he, he becomes, like, attached to him, that he's, like, this the, poor... Poor child. Yeah, but like he also says the, this remarkable child because Tiny Tim was like, yeah, I went to church so people could see that like the kind of like crippled, disabled, whatever you want to yes. say person, like Jesus healed those who couldn't walk. So like, yeah. I'm going to go, even though like I'm sick of shit, I'm going to yeah. go to church so he has, other people will go. <laughs> have faith. Yeah, like, have faith. It's, I, it's, it's almost like there's an excuse not to go. So because I, if I could go, you could go. You know, yeah. let's, let's, we, like you got to love you gotta keep faith and keep alive, and and yeah. it's like yes, it is remarkable. It does help that Tiny Tim can talk in the in that sense in this film because like he can say the things that are like endearing like that. Yes, <laughs> and he's a, like it's a it's a, he's and he's, a he's frog. much more he's a frog. <laughs> I almost forgot he's a frog. Adorable. Frog. I like that all the girls are pigs and then yeah. all the all the, the two boys are uh, frogs. <laughs> so funny. And they're just different shades of frog. <laughs> Um, and he's of course like Judy Brown. Yeah. Um, he's and he's dying, and, uh, sitting by the fire. But they, at, but they're also so destitute, and it's you know they're in so much trouble. Yes. Because if you don't have that much money, and yeah, you're a, a large family. But if this kid is this sick, and th- like he's he's uh, differently abled, mm-hmm. um, he. You're not, it's not, he's not long for this world. No. Especially no, in, in Victorian London. Super he's not, it's not a good, so, and yet they're hopeful. Yes. And yet yes. they're, they, they're right. full of faith and hope and they went to, they like, they're church going, they, they're nice to everybody, they're right. not like bickering. The other family is like, they live in a shitty apartment. Right. But it's not like, it's not that shitty. You're still in New York. You're New York. You're in New York. And you're working sorry. for an executive. If you didn't get it this year, you're going to get some. It's coming yeah. down the line that yeah. you're going to do okay. And these kids are okay. That's right. You That's know, right. like, and your mom's watching them. Well, yes, it sucks your husband died. Yes. You were wrong, but. I think uh, you make 
you made a really good point when you said that, um, I forget the exact line that you said, but, um, that I love you. Yeah, none of that, for sure. That, yeah. No, like the, I finally got that. oh, the redemption, right? Yes. Like that, he's, yeah, he's not redeemed he's by him. almost redeemed in this moment, right? Yes. Um, I think that in Scrooge, because the redemption is going to come from this love art. Yes, exactly. The redemption comes from he sees what his him telling off Claire right. did to Claire. Yeah, like when we see that in the future. Yes, when he tells them to scrape off all the homeless people. Yes. And then she says, bah hum, and he says, bah humbug. Right. right. And that that's the difference. That's his redemption, is that he's like, how could I have destroyed yeah. this beautiful thing, this beautiful person? Right. And I think that, like... Um, in that context, I think that's why I like the Cratchit, um, Tiny Tim, the whole family thing, because in the Muppet film, because that that is the redemption arc. Yes. Like, treating Bob well Yes. is his only, like, I mean, there's other things that he does, but like, yes. it's the only thing he really needs to do for his redemption. But in Scrooge, like, the Claire thing must be resolved. Yes. So, like, yeah, okay. Well, but also, it's like, there's it's some level of that that it's like, Fuck that gullible bitch, then. Like, I don't know. Me saying one conversation, one thing that says, scrape him off, Claire, that changes your entire trajectory. I know. Yo. You were on the edge anyway, though. She is very valuable. Yeah, that's very... Both were extremely effective. Yeah. I just, like, when it comes to the kind of crashy equivalent, I obviously prefer the Muppet film, but I... And like I've said earlier, I like that we have this clear arc because it, you know, it's just a different take. You yes. know, it's like, what if Scrooge had the chance to fix his relationship with Belle? You know, like, um, we get to kind of play that out in a yeah. modern... And this he doesn't even, it's, there's no chance. Yeah, no chance. And it's not even letting you know what happens to her. You're lucky to still be I, They might say, I feel like she's dead. I, I think, think she, she is. Be. I think she, she is. I don't remember. remember. But... I digress. It doesn't matter. But then you also get in the Christmas present mm -hmm. um, that you see his brother. Yes. That he they the go brother, to his brother's yeah. house. I think I think that um, both both films handle this about equally well. I still like have a preference for uh, the Muppet Christmas film, like with the brother scene. But they're both really effective scenes. That's like, it, with the brother though. It's more touching to like that he gives him the cheers like, yeah. to my brother Frank, like. That's more like, they're like making fun of it. They're like, that. He, the, he's such a terrible brother. And then he gets the present and he finds out that it's the, he's like, he's, he's like pissed off about it. He's like, I told her she's, she's in trouble. Like, he's like, he knows she's, it's like, oh, yeah. my ex-secretary gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, then talking about it, he's like, it's a write-off anyway. I'll just write it off my taxes. Yeah, that, that like grounded re realism of, uh. Of Scrooge. Yes. You get so much fun with, like, like, it's a cultural moment, and I kind of use the word, like, satire parody, like, there is a satirical aspect to, like, modern society. Yes. For them, that's really well played out, like, all the inside jokes, and it feels, like you mentioned earlier, it feels even better now. Yeah. Because, like, we're going back and referencing this time. Exactly. Um, versus living in it and being like, oh, that's kind of funny, Mary Lou Redden. Like, now it's like, this is hilarious. This, yes. is, <laughs> this is like a, 
80s, late 80s reference. Reference to like a gymnast from mm -hmm. the 80s. Yeah, I think the distance of time actually allows us to enjoy these jokes even more. Or like more. the Richard Pryor joke. That was like, great. if you don't know, like, you may not know Richard Pryor, right. but if the, the reference to him, one of his most famous bits is him lighting himself Self on fire, fire, smoking crack. Yep. And then him putting him out. That's so funny. Like, that's... And then they don't say anything about it. He just yep. leaves. Yep. And that's what this movie does well. Like, it doesn't really smack you over the head with... Like, yes. They hit the bit. Any of the joke. They, they hit it and they get out. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, that was funny. And, like, it's one of those films where on multiple watch you're like, oh, damn, I missed that. I missed that. Like, that was... There's so many little lines that are, like, funny as hell. Like, um... And then there's the what's it's uh, one of the sadder things in this movie mm -hmm. too is that they have this part in the Christmas present after she drops him off and he's in the sewer. Right. And again, it does the walk the fine line of comedy and uh, tragedy. Right. Of that you see the first he's under the sewer grate and mm -hmm. he's looking down and he sees like anybody help me. Hey, lady, thanks for the shot. <laughs> then he sees that it's the homeless guy that he wouldn't give the money to mm. is frozen to death. Yeah. And he, the, it's very sad because he dies smiling, too. Mm. He's like very, he's like, hmm. And he gets so mad that he starts yelling at him. Like, she would have taken care of you. What's wrong with you? Why yeah. did you go? Like, you could have been fine. Um... And then, it's just like sad, like that's, he, because he didn't help him, he literally caused someone to die. Not right. that, that, that was his like fault, it, but, but like, you know. He could have given the money, like he, he would have he would have been warm for the night. He had the ability, and also, yeah. in the context of what he kind of does to Claire, if that timeline were to play out, like, there's less likelihood that a Claire is going to help yes. the next person. Exactly. Because you've dismissed him, now we're seeing the consequence of dismissing him. But, like, Claire doesn't necessarily see that, so, like, we don't, you know, what ripple effect does yes. his action, which ultimately what both these films are about, like, your actions and what they do yes. to the world around you. Like, are you making the world a better place or are you making a worse place? And so far, for Ebenezer Scrooge and Frank Cross, you're making the world a shittier place. Yeah, you're making it darker because yeah. it's cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. It is cheap. <laughs> it is cheap. And instead of addressing... Some of the personal shortcomings and trying to like better yourself. Like, I'm gonna focus on the thing I'm good at, which is making money. Yeah. And it, it leaves this empty life, which is why he needs all these warnings and ghosts and apparitions and things. And he needs those the like huge shocks mm -hmm. too. And then that leads to, um, basically, it's coming down to showtime for Scrooge. Yes. It's coming on to you're about to be seeing the Ghost of Christmas uh, Future. But then, in the in the lead up to, he's obviously damn near like off his rocker, right? And I love in the movie whenever he makes a drink, he's putting less and less tab into mm -hmm. the, and he's like mm -hmm. just shaking the bottle, so then like drops are falling into the the glass of vodka that he's drinking, right? And then uh, Elliot Loudermilk shows up with a shotgun. <laughs> Yeah, that... And starts blowing, trying to murder Frank Cross. This, again, a film that is able to play so nicely between 
its darkness and its humor. Like, here's a scene where a disgruntled employee is trying to kill him. Yes. Played the comedic effect. Played the comedic effect. Can, can I get a running start? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're doing it like an Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Which they even make a reference yeah. to Elmer Fudd. In the, but it's like it's a, they're, he's trying to murder him in the second degree. Yep. Actually, might be, it, you can say that it was premeditated, it so. Yeah. It might be first. You yeah. can, you're definitely getting murdered, too. Because of your lawyer. But you might get, you could probably get mm -hmm. murdered one for that, too. But he, he's trying to kill him, and then he's running away from him while he's watching, because Scrooge, the Christmas Carol TV show right. has started already. He's watching it. Yes. And he, with Buddy Hackett and Scrooge, by the way. <laughs> um, and he's he, trying to murder him in that. And then he escapes to find the ghost of Christmas present. The ghost of Christmas, Christmas. future. Future or uh, AKA yet to Christmas come. Christmas come. Yet to come. So, and um, I didn't really do the puppeteer thing earlier, but uh, I'll just do it now. Um, just to shout out uh, the 92 film, in terms of puppeteers, Karen Prell did The Ghost of Christmas Past. Robert Teigner did um, some puppeteer work for The Ghost of Christmas Past and The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. But the actual performer, the in-suit performer, was Don Austin, who's The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Okay. In, uh, in that film. And <clears throat> in Scrooge, the Ghost of Christmas Future, uncredited for some reason, it was uh, Robert Hammond. This is one moment, because, like, obviously, so far, I've been really partial to the uh, Muppet film. Maybe yeah. just a nostalgia thing for me. Maybe it's a Muppet thing for me. But the Ghost of Christmas Future, or yet to come, and Scrooge, solid. Oh, man. Solid. With the TV face? The TV face. And uh, it's, you know, nine feet tall. But they also do the... The fake out mm -hmm. that he gets in the elevator before Elliot Laddermilk. Yeah. And he, which is also so funny, when he, it's the, because it's the guy playing the ghost of Get to Christmas Yet to Come in the in the Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And he's in the elevator with him and he starts like shit talking. Yeah. Him. He's like, You're not going to take me, you pussy. <laughs> like, that's so funny. And then it's like, he's one of the actors. And he's like, Oh, okay, you're. This guy's great. Yeah. He's going places. <laughs> like he, and then he gets, after Elliot tries to kill him, which is also very funny that he's trying to kill him, yep. and he runs into death for right. safety. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Yeah, he runs into the elevator and death, and he thinks it's the, the, uh, the, actor. the actor, and he thinks that he's coming on to him. <laughs> he's like, yeah. and that might that work with late. Please, but it doesn't work with me, all right, pal? Yeah. And then... He looks at it and he's like, you're really good. I mean, you know, he's nine feet tall. And then when he looks under the cloak that, of the demons. It's a great practice. Yeah. It's like. <sighs> yeah. Just like these ghosts in his, like. Rib cage. Yeah. And with, like, lights coming from behind it and, like, they're screaming. And he closes it. <laughs> and from, it, like, from over the shoulder, you see him looking back over. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our people do that? Or. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> That is a fun, like, playback, like, the way they play in that space. Yeah. Um, I also like that, like, this ghost doesn't really speak. Neither one of them does. That's true. That's a good point. Um, I should remember that. But, um, yeah, they never speak, actually. I'm thinking of all of the Christmas Carol 
that I've ever watched, and he just doesn't talk, um, except for Bluto that one time. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. The point is, um, it works really well. Like this modern take with this modern take on the ghosts, and like how it plays back in his career with the TV, and all. Like I, I just think that like it's an amazing costume design. Yes. It is a great costume, and it—it's because of a lot of the action that we get in Scrooge. Like this is kind of like here's our big climax. Here's where he has this like like redemption arc. Like I—I I just think that this interaction with this ghost like is really the, solid. I I agree with that. They also I think they do such a good job of along with like the costuming for the. Uh, in in Scrooge, mm -hmm. they also do a great job of lighting mm -hmm. with that thing because there's a lot of play on the reflection mm -hmm. of Bill Murray. So you're seeing Bill Murray in the face of death, right? You know, like so he's looking at himself in the this death, and then you see also the way like the you're looking at death, but then you can also see the elevator open and the mm -hmm. reflection, yeah, and, like stuff like that, that and then using the method of delivery right it's not like walk through a portal it's an elevator he's already in the elevator right it's like a time machine they do uh she this the movie does it really well with that actually like the cab the, the cab the elevator. but then she does it with punching him in the face yeah well that was yeah yeah she does she also injured Bill Murray. They had to take yeah, several so days off. Severely injured him. Uh, like ripped open his the inside of his mouth mm -hmm. by pulling. What did he pull his lip? Yeah, a little much. Uh huh. Probably and then, out of all the movies, probably my least favorite. Goes Carol. Like she just yeah, it's, I, like, it's a little slapsticky. Yeah, it's a little too. I like I said, I don't enjoy the sweet and like beat the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. Like mix that. Just fucking pick one. Yeah, pick like, a I don't, or just pick a line. Like, why are we doing this? I don't... My dad loves that. She lo he thinks it's so funny. But I don't... I don't know. I don't... And plus her voice kind of annoys me. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, it's just not... That's probably my least favorite part of the entire movie. But then they have uh, also just... And the ghost of Christmas present before they meet her. What I think is so funny is that he tries to implement the, the mice into, okay. into yeah. Christmas Carol. And the stagehand's like, I can't get, the, they want to put antlers on the mouth. Staple? Yeah, he's like, just staple. And they're like, we're not going to do that. Then, so that's really funny. Yeah, so, yeah. And then he, uh, I don't know, I just thought of that because no. that made me laugh. It's but funny. the ghost of Christmas yet to come, it's, they kind of hit the same uh, three beats. Uh, well, I guess he hits, they hit uh, two of the three mm -hmm. same beats. Because he visits uh, Bob Cratchit, mm -hmm. um, and he sees that Tiny Tim is dead. Right. And which is really sad. Well, first he visits his own grave. Right. I think he does but at that this first. point, he doesn't realize it's his his own grave yet. I. But he walks up. He sees the grave. He's like, "Whose grave is this?" And he knows what it is. He knows what it is, but he's like in denial. Yeah, he's like, "What is it? Uh, come on, this is not." And then he wipes it and realizes that it's him. Right. And then, I wait. What happens first? That he sees Bob Crane, Bob Cratchit. So, in the Muppet film, from what I recall, right, um, there are people talking about this like 
funeral or this like uh, that they, well they ransack his house yeah they ran people like steal all this shit from right him after he's dead and you know it's almost like this like good riddance like you know screw this guy whatever um then he's he's like oh i don't give me away from the funeral let's go see crash it like yeah he's basically like i want to see something nice he's like if i can't change it don't show it to me yeah so then he goes to crash it and he's like Good, like at least this guy, because everything we've seen before, this guy's always happy. So like, he's got a family, he's got everything, and then there's no one in the street. Right. And you're right, exactly. And it's just like the tragedy of Tiny Tim being gone, and like how that affects. And they're the still hopeful. They are still hopeful. They're very sad. Yeah, extremely sad, but still, you know, pushing on. But like, it's so weird to too. Tim like so Kermit bad. talking about the death of his son. <laughs> like you know, like. Like I said, the casting like, is really like good. Bob Cratchit. Yeah, yeah. so you know, Kermit's acting his ass off. He, he, he really he is. He really miss him. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. trying to do this whole thing without uh, having a Kermit impression. We, we, we got pretty far. Um, yeah. I'm actually, like, less, like, I'm actually more locked into, like, the Christmas Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol ending, or, like, not ending, but, like, this part than I am. Uh, Scrooge, like, I know... You know, <coughs> he sees the casket. He like makes a reference to his brother at some point. Right? Well, his brother's there. Yeah. Right. Right. He's like, "What are you? Who's in the casket?" And he's like, "Yeah." And that, that, that's the last thing mm -hmm. that happens is for him. So he goes. I think the first thing he sees is uh, the tiny Tim kid in right. the nut house. Yeah. And he's in the padded room, and he. Uh, she and his mom's visiting him, and he's like, he immediately right there is like, what? Why is he? He's in the nut. No. It's like, no, that's not. That can't. Right. It's like, well, she can't afford to get like good doctors. I guess like he's like, I'm all over this. I'm not. You don't have to show me this. Yeah. And then he sees, he gets back in the elevator, and then he uh, sees uh, Claire, mm. and that's that. That Claire really what destroys yeah. him. That future Claire, that weird little scene where. She sees like these poor kids coming up to the their private lunch, right? And he, and she repeats the line that he told her: "Scrape them off, Claire." Yeah. It's so. You want to help somebody? Help yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like a friend of mine once told me. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, so long, Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, Lumpy. That's a nice little thing they had too. The whole Lumpy thing was fun. Um, yeah. That that scene is so interesting with like crazy makeup they put her in or something yeah like, like, she's so pale yeah and she looks like a completely different person mm -hmm. and she wears like too much makeup which is we've I, we've all seen people like that and right like right sadly like when i was a waiter that i waited on people like that that's not 100 people that, that those exact those were the worst customers that oh yeah because like it's over and like yeah you're not getting any tip and they love to boss you around and Ultimately, like, between both films, that is sort of what this is, right? Like, because Scrooge is so mired, he's not paying his people, like, Tiny Tim's dead. Um, Tiny Tim and Scrooge, whatever his name is, is in the mental house. Um, Claire, like, her life is in shambles. Like, everything's messed up. And ultimately, you are, you're dead. Yes. And no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit except his brother. His, brother. his brother's there. In this, in the Scrooge version, his brother's there, and he goes there at his wife. Well, first he's like, "Oh, did Nancy or whatever her name is die?" Mm -hmm. 
who's the girl from Just Shoot Me, by the way. Right. Yeah. Um, and she, she goes, he's like, oh, and then she walks up and she's like, and he has like the mustache, so there's a couple years, tells you, one mustache, tells yeah. you, it's a couple years in the future. Of course. And he's like, who's in the casket? No, and then he realizes that he sees his name on the casket. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, and they're cremating it. He's like, no, don't let them burn me. Yeah. Don't let no, James, don't let them burn me. Don't. No. And then he gets transported into. Let me tell you, you want to talk about comparisons yeah. to that the old one? Like him seeing his name, he wipes the snow off it. Mm -hmm. and he sees Ebenezer Scrooge, and he's like, no, like I can't, but I can't shit, but whatever. That's rough. No, nah. the Bill Murray one. That. Is terrifying <laughs> the fact that being, you're being, you know, cremated. being cremated and yeah. you're conscious of it and uh, you're living through it, yeah, like that. of you screaming. He's pounding on the, the casket while he, his legs are lighting on fire and it's moving up his body. Yeah, it's pretty. That's it's, oh, it's a pretty efficient. Uh, it is narrative tool. I did, it's all it's like one of those two. You're like, how did they film this? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, no, totally. It's one thing you see someone like uh, stuntman on fire. Like in um like leave the weapon three or whatever and you see like the guy like running the guy's literally on fire but he's in the open air right. this guy's in a casket right like and, he's, and the legs are on fire and they're moving so I mean I guess you could it could be animatronic legs on fire yeah, yeah. But, but still that and then he comes when he comes out of it he realizes he's alive mm -hmm. it's so to then. Surprise, wake up. It's Christmas. Right. The, him, it's so different, the two. Yes. Because where, like, just... it goes a little different to the fact of, uh, he, like, Scrooge waking up, it's sweeter. Yeah, no. It's, it's a it, lot sweeter. It, like, it he's, is, he I, gets up and he immediately yells to, um... So the Wait, what the rabbit, which I thought, I thought the rabbit was gonna die. But <laughs> in the beginning, because it shows him, he refuses to give him money, mm -hmm. and because I was, you know, thinking of Scrooge, that when That's he fair. refuses to give him money, and then you see uh, the rat a bunny sitting there like freezing, that I thought he was gonna die. Yeah, no. luckily uh, he, he's like, are they gonna kill the muppet? I was. This the is cute muffin. Ben, what's his name? Benny? Ben? That doesn't matter. Yeah. But so, and then he asked them to go get the, the gold, the, the turkey, which is a, it's a goose. It's supposed to be a goose, but. Well, you know, you know how it is. I know how it is. Uh, so he tells them to go get um, the, t the turkey from the window and bring it here. And then uh, to bring it to uh, Bob Cratchit's family. And then he does. And every iteration that I've seen... That's a Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny, that's bean it. Bunny. I knew it was a bee. <laughs> great uh, character. Great character. Adorable. <laughs> He's adorable. Bean Bunny is always I would, wish that guy was following me around all the time. Classic. Uh, and then they do like the... He plays, he's so happy. Yes. And he you know, resolves to himself that he's going to make these changes and I'm going to live every day. And I'm going to be every day, the spirit of Christmas is going to be with me through every day. Like... That I'll take care of my fellow man and I've resolved to do better and whatever. This is, um, for Dickens, this is one of the happier endings. Yes, correct. You know, um, I, I, look, this is, honestly, for me, this is probably why I like this film so much. Like, in every iteration of A Christmas Carol, 
this is my shit. Yes, what, I agree. What too. day is it? Why is Christmas, sir? It's fuck, Christmas no. day. Get yourself a fucking goose. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I just like this triumphant ending in every iteration, whether it's Fred Flintstone, Mickey Mouse, uh, Michael Caine. Like, I there's something about the ending of Christmas Carol and, that just and jazzed Scrooge, me up. And I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more that I'm like, yeah, it's Christmas. It has me up. Has me up. I think it's so nice. It's so, and they even do it in Scrooge. Yes. Inside the, the <laughs> Christmas Carol. They do it in the show, and then he catches yes. the coin. Yes. And then goes into <laughs> Bill Murray land. Yep. Um, by the way, like, that, uh, we've used this word too much, but, uh, but, um, <laughs> uh, going back to my favorite rendition of this, the Flintstones Christmas Carol. What I love about that film, similar to Scrooge, is that Fred Flintstone is in the Christmas Carol play. And he's become such a diva that he's become Scrooge in his real life. And like there's there's this interplay of what's happening in the play and with the cast and stuff like that and what's happening in his life. And like I just I don't know what it is about that, but I just I think Scrooge does this really well too. It's like making the story, which is just a Christmas Carol again, it, it, but like compacted in the film, like making the story kind of like both endings happen, like the Scrooge, yes, the Scrooge TV show and the Scrooge film hitting this ending, like I think the hitting like, the bar, yeah, yes, the Flintstones do it as well, and like I, I think that it's a really strong point. It is, I think it's really good, and I, I really appreciate, but they all. And they all always do the same things. Like he goes to Bob Cratchit pretending to be Scrooge, like right. pretending to be old Scrooge. Yes. And he's like, "I want to give you a raise." Yes. And he's like, and he says whatever. And that, that I see every iteration. Your mortgage. Doing, yeah, pay off your mortgage. Yeah, pay off your mortgage. <laughs> Which he probably he probably owns, owns it. Yeah, what a dick. just the pay off the mortgage is ripping up a piece of paper. What a dick. <laughs> yes, he could have easily taken care of that five years ago. Yeah. They, and and I, you know he was charging interest. Of course he was. He's screwed. And he knows how much he pays that guy. He's what an a duck, bro. He, he really is. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to No, it's okay. He, <laughs> he goes in there and d takes care of that. And it's so sweet and it's so nice. And he like he takes it's Tiny Tim best. and you know everything's going to be okay. It's goddamn It's best. so good. It's so hopeful and it's so happy. And it also gives you the, the idea. It's like coming from Scrooge, mm -hmm. who's this old man. That it's never too late to change yes. your life. That that which is important. It's yeah, it's probably the most important lesson is that we get it, you fucked up. But here's your chance. Yeah, because he's so old, it could be for you too. Yeah. It's if it yeah. happened for him, it could happen to anyone. Hundred percent. And what I will say is different in the Scrooge movie mm -hmm. with Bill Murray, his response to him. There are two of uh, two movies I could think of off the top of my head. Sure. When I think about the reaction of the your hero to the main like the final hurdle sure. that I would relate to so much. One that I was like, this is exactly what I would do. Right. It's like in Jaws, when he shoots or he blows up Jaws and he sits there for a second, he's like he loses his mind. Yeah. That's exactly what I would do. Totally. Except I, I would be screaming at the shark. Like, talking mad shit to the shark. On the other hand, when it comes to 
he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And he opens up a real, and he's coming out of the elevator. He's like, I'm alive. And he loses his mind. And then, of course, uh, Bobcat's right there with the shot. He was like, not for long. He's like, Elliot. <laughs> goes right into it, being Bill Murray. And it that's so much happier for me. That was yeah. like the, put a little love in your heart. It, what's amazing about Scrooge is yes, we did hit this moment where, all right, Ghost Christmas Pass, I've changed. You got the scene with Elliot, who still has the gun. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a raise. I'm going to, like, the Cratchit kind of thing. They do it right there. Um, and then for them to go into the studio for Bobcat to basically hold everyone hostage <laughs> <laughs> at gunpoint. While the uh, the boss or whatever the the cats and dogs guy is like, I'm gonna fire him. You Robert know? Mitchum, yeah, yeah, Robert Mitchum's character. While he's drinking a bud can, yeah, bud heavy can, so good. But like, you're 100 right. Like that old school Dickens shit just hits me a certain way. But like Bill Murray after he does the whole monologue, whatever it is, like. Eh, like, I, I change, and we, you know. Like, I could change, and you could change. Everybody like, could change. But, like. the Rocky Four ending. To your point, the put a, the Annie Lennox version of Put a Little Love in Your Heart with the. the over there, this side of theater, that side of theater. It's yes. Like, it, he plays it so well. It, it's great. Like, he's. The, the monologue's a little. Like, there's some parts of it that are a little, like, iffy for me. But overall, I think I think it works. It does because it's Bill Murray. Yeah, I don't know if it would work with it, any. He's just so charismatic and he's so good. And like apparently, like uh, maybe part of that is like the people that wrote the screenplay because Bill was just like, nah, I, I got, got this. this, I got this, <laughs> I got this. Which, by the way, he did. Yes, and he has the he has the top hat on <laughs> and his hair is fucking crazy. And the old st- and he, makes out with the, yeah. Yeah. and he makes yeah. out with the mistle, with the mistletoe with the it's, hot girl, the yeah. hot dancer. And let's not forget that yeah, the uh, the soul gold uh, dancers. And let's not forget the uh, the censor that he like oh, beat almost the shit killed. Out. Yeah, he almost killed her. And how she gets all horned up for uh for Bryce coming. Bryce gonna be coming. Bryce gonna be coming again. Man, it it is it's chaotic. But it's so fun. It does. It's fun, yeah. and it really puts you in a great spirit. And, and then the kid comes up, obviously. And, yeah. God bless us. God bless us. Everyone. And it's like, oh, he talked. He okay. talked. Yeah, he uh, talked. But why? I don't. There's no reason. And then Claire, you know, Claire's there, and the whole thing. It, it, it all. Yeah, it's great. He. It's really wonderful. I do it. The. The Tiny Tim payoff is so much better in Christmas Carol. It, Christmas yeah, Carol because. It is. He literally saves his life. Yes. Um, this kid, he talks, but I, I kind of don't know why. You know, it's like, I don't know why. There, yeah, this movie, um, Scrooge, does not pull off the Tiny Tim line as well as a lot of the other Christmas carols. But, like, honestly, because that storyline is somewhat backburner, because, like, the Carol um, relationship is the most important thing. Claire. Claire's, yeah, Claire. Um, the Claire relationship is the most important thing happening. That's why it takes some bite off of Tiny Tim. Cause like, Tiny Tim is it's great, good. He's gonna be okay, but like, that's not what's it's, important. It's also kind of something. This is devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Like with Scrooge, with Frank Cross, sure. 
yeah, sure, it's really easy to be this guy now, because you're loaded. Yeah, well, yeah, you're loaded. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do it. Like, he even says that this is going to be his last night on the air, or last night in his job, and Roger, Robert Mitchum is yelling at the scene, you're goddamn right it is. Yeah. Okay, you're still a millionaire. A hundred percent. I, like... Even if they fire you, they're still going to pay you, buddy. That's true. I felt like, um, it's implied that, like, he'll probably be able to keep his job, but, uh... Once they're all dancing together. Even if he doesn't, yeah. You can squander the rest of your life with Claire. And you're 40 years old. If you got $10 in the bank, which he does. Yes, he does. He does. So. He could sell the apartment and get downsized. Exactly. You have $10 million in the bank. Maybe not in New York, but that's a lot of money. Also, like, let's say IBC or whatever fires him. I mean, like. He will get a job somewhere else. That's the dude that was on the Scrooge. Like, like, he's. They got huge ratings. Crazy ratings. You know, like it's fun, and like the it's cool to see his uh his brother being jazz at his house too. It's like oh, we should record this. Yeah, like, we should the, record this. Like yeah, it's it's. And he answers the trivia questions that they got <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. SS Minnow. No. Yeah. It's it, it's a very. It's a great. It's such an uplifting. They're both uplifting, and it's just. It's, I I don't know how to put it. I just I love the it's, I just love Bill Murray. So, so oh yeah, well Bill Murray. I mean, it's you. Know, I love I love any ending to this uh, yeah, to Christmas Carol. It's such an uplifter, and I think it's such a a good message for life in general. Yeah, but I think it. I I don't know. I just love the Bill Murray. Except yeah. except the Tiny Tim payoff, which is like yeah, it's there, yeah, but it's not. It's, who cares a shit? Like, but that's the thing. It's like Claire's the payoff. Correct. Like the Tiny Tim, like, who gives a shit? Right. Like ultimately. Uh, as much as I like a good Tiny Tim payoff, like, yes. they did it. It's I wish they did the Mary Lou Rutten. That would be great. God <laughs> bless us, everyone. That would she be does great. The flip. She goes into one of these. Mm-hmm. That would so funny. You know, like, it would have been too much, but, like, maybe she was, like, lying, and then, like, the kid does it like that. That could have been that could have been nice. That would have been funny. You know, you have one line, <laughs> but you remember it. I think that would have been over the top. So like, what they did was was it would have been was fine. Yeah, because he just pulls it out. He's like, "You want to say something?" Yeah, I I'll put it this way. I think you nailed it. Um, this is typically the part where we say, uh, "Should this remake exist?" Uh, yes, they both should. Absolutely, both of these because they're both remakes, so they both should exist. Yeah, they both so, have a place in the in the zeitgeist, if you will, and yeah. the dick. Dickensian. Dickensian. If you uh, if you go and there's plenty of them, like top ten Christmas Carol adaptations, these two films are typically pretty high up there. Usually w- within the top five. Like um, I am super impressed that the Muppet Christmas Carol is able to do Victorian uh, Dickens ghost story. Ghost and like. It like doesn't flinch. It just says it doesn't at all. I, this is what we're doing. I'm still gonna have my Muppet jokes, but like this is how we're doing it. Cause like I, there could have been this instinct to go full Muppet. Yeah, and be super silly, which could have worked. It could be fun, but like I love the Michael Caine pick. That he's just like I'm doing this straight up, dude. Exactly, and he does it. Also, they have the. The, they do have jokes, don't get me wrong. And jokes, like, there's jokes there's jokes aplenty, but they never take you out of it. I, there is never a moment that I can think of that made me say, okay, that's too much. Yeah. Which I don't think you so. You would 
think that that would be there. And like, I'm, you know, I'm getting older, I'm a little jaded, but like, watching that, I was like, no, that's fine with all that. It's great. Even some of the jokes was like, cool, no, that's a Muppet joke, and it works. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think that there's room for even, both even for like, sure. Like, Miss Piggy, who had normally, like, the Miss Piggy character is funny and fine, but like, Sometimes it's just so over the top. Like even that was kind of like pulled back in. And right? for the same reason I'm talking about, we could talk about the Ghost of Christmas Present. And, right. And I, it's like the funny, sweet. I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like. I don't love it. Not a huge fan. Yeah. But, but I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So I just I think that. And it does the same thing. They do the mm -hmm. same thing with Muppet Treasure Island too, which that's I'm just, sure will be on the oh, show yeah, at some time. Actually, we could even do it with, uh, there's this animated Treasure Island film. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a bunch of tre Treasure Islands. There's, so. there's a Treasure Island in Space movie. That's so, the one I'm thinking of. Oh, is it? The, okay. the animated one, yeah. All right. There might be another one, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll do that down the line. Like 50 of those, too. Yeah. I, I actually watched, well, wanted to get into that. But, like, uh, it's something we could do. But I highly recommend uh, watching both of these movies. A Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol and Scrooged. So, Scrooge being my favorite Christmas movie. So, like, A Muppet Christmas Carol, even from the intro, like, when you're, you're watching it, when Gonzo is like, I'm Charles Dickens, and he's using, like, uh, Dickens' language, and he's, like, framing Quoting it. Quoting the book, too. Yeah, 100%, and framing it just like the book. And then you have the, uh, the Ratso, Rizzo, whatever, Rizzo. That's Ratso, comic relief, yeah. Who's like, okay, but also we're going to do this, too. In that moment, you're like, okay, this is what it is. They stick to that. They don't veer from it. It's actually as close to perfect as you can do that type of humor. And they try and teach the kids of certain aspect, literary aspects, like the omniscient ar yes. narrator. Yes. That he knows exactly what Scrooge is doing about the light coming right, out right. and stuff. That was so, like, it's so good, dude. And Scrooge is phenomenal because they said, let's, let's modernize. And, like, I can't think of a better way to modernize this story. Like, I think that it's making him a TV producer, making him, like, all the in-universe jokes, the Mary Lou Reddens, the Goulets, like, it's just so fucking funny. There are moments where it's, like, kind of dark, and, like, that can be a bit much sometimes, but, like, overall, like, the entire package is very, very funny. Bill Murray just nails it. And it goes back and forth. Yeah. So, like, dark and funny and... But, like, never loses its identity. It like, never loses its edge, either. No, no. Like, they, they will go as far as they want to. And they do. Because um, it makes the payoff good. It really get That's the payoff, you know? And, like, it's the raunchiest Christmas movie that I'd let a kid watch. Yeah. It, definitely. It's, it's like... It, it, They're yeah, photocopying like, vaginas. Yes. It's, like, it's raunchy, but it's also, like, it's pulled back enough that, like... It's fine. Like, if you're like, oh, my, like, seven-year-old wants to watch it, like, yeah, whatever. The, the, the ghost might scare him, but, like, everything else, yeah, whatever. Like, none of the jokes feel so adult that, like, you couldn't watch this with the family. Yeah. But there's enough there for an adult to be like, oh, that's, that's fine. <coughs> oh, man, I love, I love Screws. I watch it, watch it every year. What a smart adaptation. And, like, typically when we talk about remakes, that is, um, that's the goal. Like, if you're going to change the spirit of something. Do it like this. I agree with that. I do that. I think that mostly with, even with music. Like, if you're going to make a cover song, make it different. Yeah, you got to, like, don't, 
You gotta switch it up sometimes. Yeah. If you listen to like All on the Watchtower by Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. then listen to it by Jimi Hendrix, that's the same song, but they're completely Completely different, different songs. And both have their own merit, obviously. Um, but like, yeah, they're, they're, Hendrix just put something into that. that yeah. It's insane. It, anyway. It's like the ability to hear or see something, which is ultimately what we're talking about. With A Christmas Carol, all the adaptations is the ability to see this story, know the frameworks, work within them, and then present it to a different audience. Like it, It's it's phenomenal. It's, they really do. Is, both of them do a great job. And rest in peace, Richard Donner. Totally. It's just one of the, the greatest stories that was ever written. Um, and In the Western canon. Yes, and even like some of the things that shouldn't work. Like I, I was talking about the Flintstones thing. Like that shouldn't work, and it does. Like the story is just that damn good. It's because all you need is the bones of it, and yeah. then you got. It's all about it's being so awful than the redemption of it. Yeah, that's how else do you get to see a villain make that turn? Yeah. You know, maybe Black Adam. I don't know. I didn't see it yet. <laughs> I don't know. Most Bond villains. No, true. that's not true. Well, some. Um, they never really do. That's fair. They always just die. Yeah, no, I fucking love it. I love it. I love. No, I got nothing to add. I love both of these. I highly recommend them, both of them. Uh, if you have kids, uh, you'll they'll love my Mama, Mama yeah. Christmas Carol because it's goofy, but it's also very good. It's well done because Michael Caine is, kills it, Michael and they phenomenal. Michael Caine always good, and he. It's just great, and then also I highly recommend Scrooge uh, for your kid that's even a little older. If yeah. he's like 10, he'll love it, too. Yeah, Scro Scrooge is, um, I don't know, like, that script is, I don't even know, like, the script and also, like, the improv, like, it, it's just so good. It's also one of those movies, though, I, as much as it, it is a great, I enjoy it and the, the remake because it's based on Dickens. If Bill Murray's not in that, I don't know if it's that good. Oh, no, no, Bill Murray is, um. Karen. He's great. And don't get me wrong, I love Karen yeah, Allen, like I, I said. Everyone's good, but like, this doesn't work without Bill Murray. No. I mean, I, it might work with, like, Robin Williams, but even then, like, I can't see him being as good of a dickhead. <clears throat> yeah, no, Bill Murray has the ability to, um, and he's consistently shown this in his career, to be an asshole that's still likable. Yes. Like, a lot of his characters are, like, I agree. dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Caddyshack guy, he's... He's a dickhead. Yeah, like, he's great. He's our dickhead, you know? He's <laughs> Alright, so what next. do we got next? Coming up next year. Yeah, I think um, we were talking about this a little bit off uh, screen or whatever. No, we weren't. No, you're right. This is the first time we're having this conversation. Um, going into the new year, um, I think that this Christmas stuff is a lot of fun. Um, there's not really a New Year's movie that I can think of that has three New Year's. Yeah, that has a remake. New Year's Eve. Has a remake. Yeah, New Year's Eve should never be remade. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, I would like to do the film The Birdcage. Absolutely. Le Cajon Falls and The Birdcage. The Robin Williams classic. And I don't know who's in Le Cajon Falls. Yeah, me, me either. But uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So that that's our next film. Um, Speaking of which, you know, if the, right. I remember when La Caja Falls made a revival on Broadway. Okay. Who is the star of La Caja Falls? No clue. Robert Goulet. Get the fuck out of here! I no. swear to God, it comes full wow. circle. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. Okay, so we'll see you next time. See you next year. Happy New Year. Happy Merry New year. Christmas. It's Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Like, comment, subscribe. We're on. Uh, 
iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, you know, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Instagram, what is it? At, at uh, Retroverse Remake. Remake. At Retroverse Remake, a uh, social media site that I'm going to get up to speed, guys. I'm, Amen. I'm right there. And, uh, and I'm Dan Farley. You can find me at JerseyDan18. I'm Reggie Parker. You can find me at RP Comedy. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. God bless us. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. All right, that's the show. <laughs>